Our story begins with war. A clashing of gods so destructive that nearly two-thirds of the population would not survive. They call this time the Calamity. In an effort to escape the decimation of the surface world, five families took refuge in an isolated area of the Underdark, drawn in by the innate well of magical power. Only to find that they were not the only ones drawn to the magic, and the denizens of the Dark would not let it go so easily. War waged both above and below. Until a device was crafted, an accumulation of five crafts bound as one to push back the evils of the darkness from whence they came. Now, centuries have passed, and a city has been forged in total isolation from the world above, and as such, the nameless city has known peace. However, nothing good ever truly lasts, and the darkness has always promised to come back. Now, faced with a resurgence of evils long since put at bay, three champions must rise, tasked with gathering an army strong enough to push back the darkness once and for all. These unsuspecting heroes must brave the world of the surface and the unknown dangers that lie in wait in order to save their city, their people, and any hope for the future that remains. Jazara Telena, a half-drow gloomstalker ranger, tasked with the protection of her companions and burdened with a dangerous curiosity for the unknown world above. She hunts the darkness with arrows more precise than the morals that dictate her aim. Ashakel, a dampier twilight cleric who walks the fine line between knowledge both sacred and forbidden. Under the caring eye of the Moonweaver and the otherworldly gaze of haunting red glow of the moon Brutus, she toes the line of darkness and light to bring forth the magic of twilight. Valkaria Nykor, a tiefling shadow sorceress, coalesced from arcane shadows and carved from the frozen flames of the deepest pits of the Nine Hells. Youth and duty clash within as the world before her unfolds. Hey, hey y'all. y'all. It's Misty. It's Ani. And Aaron. And we're back with another uh, session of the Nameless City. <laughs> so I'm going to do a little bit of a recap before we get into it because our uh, our wonderful party was in the, definitely in the middle of something when we last left off. Just a tad. So uh, I say just the tip and I was like, mm. <laughs> again, sorry, y'all. <laughs> less than a minute in here we go (laughs) um so last we left off our party had uh left selrenia and uh was journeying on their boat they kind of took a uh little accidental detour through space um a another boat when they got out of like when they weren't in space like was flying upside down over them and some really just weird and wacky shit is going on up here in uh, Isilcross and uh but eventually the party did make it quite safely to um to their new well safe-ish safe adjacent um, they, they saw a dragon so like safe adjacent um to the island that they were headed to that Orvo was leading you guys to in search of the Saul's Vault. 
in order to try and find a cure for the frozen sick illness. Everybody made it to land, and you guys started wandering off and uh, in search of the of Saul's fault. It, it took a couple of days. You guys were walking around. The weather was getting significantly worse as you went, and eventually a blizzard hit and separated the party. And in this separation, um, Ani, well, Valkoria, uh, got separated. She got lost, ran into a building, literally. Literally into a building into a building uh which she found out was a tavern and she went inside and uh they served her some nice warm food and drink she met a traitors she met a very mysterious <clears throat> stranger who made wonderful conversation with her and yet Asshole. the he seemed oddly familiar but not in a way that she could particularly place it was more of his magic that seemed familiar to her than anything else and uh right before she passed out from all the drugged food and drinks that the people gave her uh he asked her to make sure in her what was going to happen next she didn't die all while seeming very sarcastic about it and like not at all like sincere I, I believe i described him as a combination between Sirius black after he got out of azkaban and tony stark yes i think that was like the description i gave of like yes, his, it was his, and his attitude. mother would be so fucking disappointed in her for being tricked by poison food mm-hmm mm -hmm. Um, while all of that was happening, Asha got, uh, she had gotten lost and she found a, uh, a pair that were sitting around a campfire who offered her shelter along with some food and drink. And after having a very short conversation with, uh, her new friends found out that her own food and drink was, uh, dosed with something and the Don't take last... food and drink from strangers, kids. Yeah. That is still the moral of this, of this story. story that's very true um then jazara ended up getting, along with orvo kind of got eaten by a giant worm <laughs> and um sir goosington fought a dragon you don't know how that went so i mean um, he's so far he's doing better than the rest of us he was fair. not fooled by false no, he, was not, yeah, he was not fooled by food he was just we're going at it butter knife <laughs> at the ready I almost want to go back and like wish I could rechange the name of the that previous episode and call it Fools for Food. <laughs> Fools for Food. I just like that. That's that's this party very accurately. Fools for Food. That's we are us all very real food, life. Yes, we're very food motivated. We are very food little motivated. hot tea and you can hot just... tea, coffee, and books, and I'm your yeah, I'm, girl. I'm your girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you know apparently it works pretty well. Because the party, um, Asha and Valkaria, in their drug and like induced state, um, ended up marching somewhere not under their own control. And Asha was the one who was able to come to her senses first. And she found herself in a cave. In this cave, there seemed to be a giant wall of frozen meat embedded into the wall that these, mm. a pair of dwarven, um, almost zombie looking people were pick using a pickaxe to pull out and put into large carts and send it out of the cavern. And among this in the cavern, there were some winter wolves and to her surprise, her companions uh, standing in a zombified state directly across from her was Valkaria who Asha could not get to, you know, pay attention to her as she was completely zoned out. 
And then hanging from two different cages above her were in one was Jazara and in the other one was Orvo. With the help of Myth, Asha was able to uh, wake up Valkaria. She did slap her for that. Um, as in Asha slapped Valkaria to get her out of her zombified state. And Myth went up and uh, woke Jazara by biting the shit out of her. <laughs> so she does have giant cat like bite marks all over her arm. And uh, Myth is currently in Orvo's uh, cage trying to wake up Orvo. Uh, it has not worked yet. Uh, he just made it there. And Jazara has managed to kick her way out of the cave. Or not cave, cage. And she dropped down on top of her own stuff where she could grab her supplies. And the party is in mid-combat with a uh, pair of dwarven-like uh, thugs. And a, what appears to be a yeti of some sort that was doing some uh, pickaxing of its own. And interestingly enough, there is something happening that the party can't quite see. see. But what they can see is the dragon mask hanging on the wall that's bone white, but looks oh so much like one they already have in their possession. It's green. Yeah, the one you guys have is green. The one on the wall is white. white. And uh, there's been a mysterious voice also talking to the party as well. So Great, yeah. now we're hearing things. Yeah, yeah. So um, the party is mid-combat, but we didn't roll for wild magic the last time. Now, Valkaria is going to owe us three wild magic spells, and Asha will owe us one, and then Jazara, I also believe, owes us one because she casts Hunter's mm -hmm. Mark. Um, and just as a note for Asha, your AC is currently 17 because you have Shield of Faith up on yourself. Do I still have Mage Armor on or no? You never cast Mage Armor, my dear. Motherfucker! Mm -hmm. You're going to have to cast it in this when we go through this. So Yes. Alright, so we are starting at the top of the initiative order, um, which is the thing you guys can't see. Hold on. Does Mage Armor, when I cast Mage Armor, does that also qualify as a wild magic roll? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Four for me! Yay. So, so we have uh, her do two, and then Asha's one, and then yeah, we don't yes. have to do them all at once. It just uh, that kind of depends on uh, whether or not. Uh, and I'm like, even if you roll them all, I might not have them all go off at once. Yeah, like I might stagger them depending on what they are. Um, and one more thing you should note about this cave is the fact that you can see somewhat. There is some light. It is moonlight because the very, very top cave, like a couple hundred feet above you, has a hole in it, and that's where the moonlight's coming through. I'm not sure if I mentioned that last time, but that's how. Not that you guys need, because, like, you guys have dark vision really good, so, like, you don't really need that, but just so you know, the whole cavern is lit up with moonlight. Um, at the top of the initiative order mm -hmm. is something you can't see, but I can tell you, um, it does move. Great. So, there is that. Um, it's starting to, this weird, oozing thing is starting oh. to move. Um, Great! It's a glob of something. Next up is Orvo, and Orvo is in his cage, and I believe still unconscious. I don't think Myth has had a chance to wake him up yet. So Orvo spends Orvo's turn sleeping. So Orvo's doing uh, nothing of any interest at the moment. Orvo then, is useless. Orvo is currently useless, yes. Then we have Valkaria. 
Akaria. <laughs> now, you can have the option if you want to take your turn <laughs> first and then roll your wild magics, or if you'd like to roll your wild magics first. Roll magics first. Um, right. I.e. die actually, first. Sit, hang on. Cast mage armor and then roll my magic. Okay. First thing you're doing is you're going to cast mage armor. Yes. Because I listened to that episode and you <laughs> spent three rounds, four rounds. You're like, oh yeah, can I cast mage armor? No. You did four <laughs> other things already. So you do not have the spells for that. <laughs> so Alcaria that puts me up to Says something. Misty. No. Alcaria. Says something. Misty. No. So your AC is now 14. 14. So that's a make a little note of that so okay let's roll all right so go ahead and i'm going to have it uh you guys roll these until you get ones you haven't had already so just so you know okay 29 29 <clears throat> you've had that one already do it again probably Yeah, you've had that one before. Oh, damn. All right. 73? <laughs> okay. Uh, you haven't had that right. one yet. Um, let me just write that one down. Do you want her to do all of them, and then you'll tell her what it is? Um, yeah, let's go ahead. Like, do you want to roll all of them? Or do you want to do yeah, two we'll just roll them, and then you can, like, bring them out whenever you feel like it. All right, let's go. Eight? I feel like we've done eight before. We've done six. You haven't oh, done okay. eight. Okay. Oh, I do like that one. I enjoy that one. Okay. Fifteen. <laughs> you haven't done that one either. Her reactions worry me. Mm-hmm. They should. Seventy-five. You've done that one. Okay. Fifty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you haven't Great. done that one either. Okay. Great. Alright. Um, <laughs> something starting off with something happens in, and uh, you don't know it but you do feel something like your bag feels a little heavier but everyone's bags feel a little heavier. Why? <laughs> but you don't, you don't know why. I don't know why. They're really I mean, hoping it's not like a bunch you, of like, goose eggs. It just landed in my bag. Okay, so everybody's bag feels oddly heavier. Um, it is part of your turn, so if you don't want to spend part of your turn looking in your bag or not, like that's up to you. But uh, in addition to that, Valkaria, yes, <laughs> you you're in this cave. You're being attacked. Your friends are being attacked. You've woken up out of like this this magical induced stupor after having sat down to dinner with people you didn't know, and you've been attacked multiple times. And you just want to get out of this stupid fucking cold cave. You're just tired of being cold. And you cast mage armor on yourself, and then the magic kind of like uh, rolls across <laughs> you, and shadows kind of like come down and then come up over you, and almost they don't harden per se but there is like this layer of shadow that is covering you and it almost forms to you like armor does and you have like little wisps of shadow that come off of it and as you move around little wisps kind of like trail behind you and uh, it almost 
it almost takes on like the appearance of it has like the little lines where the plates of the armor would like come together and uh, it has like this high nick to it and it has like these really nice like even darker shadowed filigree into it and uh so you are wearing this really dark uh shadow induced armor and as you cast it, you for some like just you notice in the back, just in the back of your head, your bag gets a little heavier. You know, you don't really know why, but you kind of dismiss it just because of everything else that's going on. Um, it's about that same time as you're casting this magic, and it, like when you cast magic, sometimes it like makes your hair billow out a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, from the force of it, and your hair kind of does that, and it takes on that like billowiness, and it just doesn't come back down, and you just you notice your head just feels a little a little different and if you reach your hand up to touch your hair would you like to touch your hair yeah Mm -hmm. as you reach up you realize that your hair has taken on the quality and the appearance of sheep's wool (laughs) (laughs) do i still have my horns Aww, <laughs> she's a little lamb. Aww, did you? Just just that. Just Val patting her hair, looking at Asha like, are, are you seeing? Tell me, I'm I'm not seeing. I'm not feeling what you're seeing. And <laughs> as you go to say that to her, like you go to ask Asha, and Asha, and she's just like, do you see this? Everything you say comes out backwards. Pretty much. And and Asha cannot contain herself. Even though there is imminent death. This is this is next level. Beyond the pale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope, yep. Totally agree with you. Um so that was three out of four of them, just just for the record. You've got one more and I'm gonna save that one for a moment. So um, uh, you have still have a bonus action, which I don't really think you have anything set up at the moment. <coughs> um, but you do have your movement, if you wanted to move at all, just so you're aware, like, there's you, and then, like, to, a little in front and to the right of you is Jazara, and directly behind you is Asha. To, behind you, um probably about 15 feet is one of the zombie dwarves, mm-hmm. but about five feet in front of you is one of the other zombie dwarves. There's a boulder kind of like directly to your left. Um, we killed somebody. What did we kill? You killed winter wolves. Okay. You killed two of them. Um, and then hanging in a cage about 10 feet above you is Myth and Warbo. All right. Um, you can move if you'd like, or you can stay put. Um, you don't have because you don't have to move. You don't really have much of a bonus action because your action was casting mage armor. So don't no, to, okay, so so, I have yeah, to, so no, no more magic. Okay. Yeah, so don't forget to um, mark off a spell slot for that one. Um, I don't know where should I go. Like, I, I mean, you I, don't have to move if you do, if you guys just want to stay grouped together. Just if you wanted to. I mean, it makes together. sense. I can't really. And if I run towards the troll guy, I just want to whack him on the head. But I, that's a movement. And as a notice, your darkness spell is still here um, in the middle of the room and the yeti is on the other side of it very confused because you would cast it on him and then we rolled to see which side he came out on and he came out on the wrong (laughs) side (laughs) 
So All he right. is there. Um, your the darkness spell is still sitting. Still there. there. Okay. Um. So you just gonna stay put? Yep. Okay. Uh. Next up is Asha. Alrighty. Let's roll this bitch. Seventy six. Uh. You have had that one before. Should we just like discontinue the seventies? My goodness. Okay. <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen. Um. You. As you're standing there, um, and you're kind of starting to, like, you know, freak out a little bit because there's a lot of shit going on, and you're in the middle of this fight, and as you're standing there in, from your shield, you notice, like, this mist, like, start to come out of it, and then more of it, and more, and more, and more, and you have cast Fog Cloud centered on yourself. So now all of you are in about a 15-foot sphere of fog. And you cannot see anything more than five feet in front of you. So you... But can they see us? No. Okay, so this actually kind of works. It's not bad. So you've got a uh, fog cloud centered on you. And so Asha's going to pull Jazz and be like, he was right there. Shoot, it's that way. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, it is your turn, my Mm, dear. What should I do? Um... Um, you, and because you guys haven't moved yet, and like it is like it, the fog cloud has just happened, you have the idea that everybody is in the same places that they were. Like nobody's moved yet. So. Right. Um. Well, this is tough. No, I can't see. I can't. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So if you want to cast something like guiding bolt or something like that, I won't give you any kind of disadvantages or anything, um, because nobody's moved yet. Yeah, let's yeah that let, let's actually do guiding bolt just because I feel like it has a chance of hitting. Okay. <laughs> um, who are you gonna hit first of all? Uh, the dude to well, if okay, if you're facing the rock, dude to our left. Down. The guy with the swords, the green. Yes. yes dude. Okay. So you're gonna hit him. Um, what level do you want to do guiding bolt? You can do it first or second. Let's do second, please. Second, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna roll me a d20 plus five. Okay. Sorry, I was making my notes. Uh, 19. 19 hits, so go ahead. Die, bitch, die. You're going to roll me 5d6. I always have to remember that that's a normal (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, I know, I'm like, everything else is so fun, and it's like, "Mm." okay. One. Six. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two again. <laughs> and three. You said five, right? Yes. Okay. Five plus eight is thirteen. Fourteen total. <laughs> Fourteen. Awesome. All right. So you gather the magic in your hands and you feel like your symbol of the Moonweaver start to glow. And you pull the magic out of your holy symbol and you put it in your hand and it forms like almost just down your hand. This bright light wraps around it and you point at the uh, where you know that this guy still is, this zombified dwarven creeper. And you point in his direction and just bursting through all of the uh, fog that has appeared around you. And you can see it, it parts just enough that you can see it strike him directly in the chest and he staggers. Um, yes. And you've done significant damage to him. You do see the fact that, like, he's still together, but, like, his zombified, like, 
So his jaw was, falls off. <laughs> yeah, like it, his jaw, like it already had like some like holes in it, like on the side, and like it just kind of comes unhinged a little bit. And he, like he's turned a bit and he's focused, and but there's still like not a whole lot going on behind the eyes. But you've done significant damage to him, so it's giving me the mummy vibes, like you know those <laughs> the. the yeah, I wish I could say all the prayers in the different languages. Like, you know, you know the ones that have like the big old scimitar. They go, oh, 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 oh true. Yeah, those mummies. Good. That's what it's giving me with his jaw hanging off. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, don't forget to uh, mark off a spell slot for that. And mm-hmm. uh, is there anything else that you wanted to do? Did you want to move or anything? Um, hmm. I get now. I guess not because if we still can't see. I don't know where to. I don't know where to go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Question: sure. If I if I do move, mm-hmm. um, would the the fog cloud move with me, or is it positioned to where I cast it? Uh, it will not move. It stays put. Okay. Well, then maybe I will then break away and move towards where I know Dick Bag is over there. Okay. Are uh, you going to move closer towards the guy you just attacked? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you want to move directly towards him? Uh, maybe, maybe, like, you want to move, like, down? Yeah, down. Yeah, I was kind of trying to figure, do I want to move down? Like, kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah. Maybe, like, over here? Yeah, maybe. Okay. So you kind of, like, hug the the wall a little bit so you can, like, figure out where you're going and then, like, start to come Mm -hmm. up around the sides, maybe just Mm -hmm. stepping, like, out of the edges of the mist, maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. coming, so he won't really uh, expect to see you from the side, but you kind of step out. uh, Correct. Away from the party and it, like, towards the side, so. These are all the words I wanted to use. (laughs) (laughs) What I was trying to get to and the The brain brain just kind of said. is with Misty today. Yes. The brain cell is over here. Well, in all fairness, it should be. Yeah. And I only have it on D&D days. <laughs> every time, every <laughs> D&D days and any day I need to write a paper, like, and uh, which I uh, finished my Oh, that's why I have that. bad days sometimes. Because he's <laughs> just writing a paper. <laughs> yep. So I'm just over here writing a paper. I finished my PowerPoint about North Korea today. So. Mm. Can't know. wait to see that one. It's pretty. It's done. And it's very How pretty. long is it? Um, it's it's always supposed to be one page. One no, slide. Technically, it's supposed to be three slides. It's 13. <laughs> As Look, a PhD I... student, how do you fit a bunch of shit on one slide? No, I, I Trust me, I understand. Like, yeah, yeah. It's 13 slides. I was just like, yeah. I hope he wasn't super serious about the three. <laughs> so, right. So, that is what it is. Um... Okay, Asha, that's your turn. Uh, next up is Jazara. Should the wild magic happen now or at the beginning of the next turn? Oh, we can do it now. You can go ahead and okay. roll your your wild magic now. Because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't know, get a, a a backlog of them like someone we know. Uh-huh. <laughs> go. I for have it. a question. For all of my uh, spell slots that I have, does it is it reset from last session? No, because you're still okay. in the middle of combat. They don't get okay. res- reset until you take a long rest. So I have two first level spells left. Okay, yeah. Because you used... Uh, did you count one for the mage armor you just used? Yes. Okay. So I have two first level spells. So 70. I rolled 70. 70, okay. Let's see. 
Um, you've done that one before. That one's the giant cauldron that came out, out of the store. I, you guys, like, keep getting the same numbers, despite like, there's so many of them you haven't done yet, so... Three. Three. Oh, great. Roll me a d4. <laughs> Come along, bitch. Three. Three? Okay. Three on a three. So, I'm gonna give you a choice here in a minute, I believe. I have to see how far the spell works. Okay, 30 feet. I think that's happened here. Okay, so it almost... It, it, I'll give you the option. Um, mm -hmm. The thug you just attacked, or the thug that is in front of uh, Jazara and Valkaria. What happens is, is like you cast Guiding Bolt, and then you start to move, and you feel like the magic from Guiding Bolt almost splinters slightly, and it kind of wisps off. And the spell is going to hit one of these two people. Which would you like it to hit? So some of it will still hit the intended target, correct? Yeah, nothing has changed about Guiding mm -hmm. Bolt. It's just, okay. um, for flavor, this is how this is working. For, for flavor. flavor. A little spice. Um, I mean, let's just finish this motherfucker off. Let's have it zap zap. I would say that, except for the fact that it's not a damaging spell that happens. Oh. So... Your magic kind of like your guiding bolt hits this guy and some of the magic kind of like pulls off of it and starts to swirl around him. And you have cast Otto's irresistible dance on this man. And it will last for three rounds. And he is compelled to dance. As long as it's not to touch me, I that's <laughs> Oh, he's over there. He's got his swords. And he's just. <laughs> and he don't know why, but he's dancing. So for the next three rounds, that man is compelled to dance. No, which one is this? The one by Asher or the one by Yeah, us? the green one. Okay. Yeah, this, this green one here. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, for the next three rounds, he will dance. It, 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 it literally says the target begins to comically dance in place, shuffling, tapping its feet, and just kind of like doing a little jig. I'm picturing the frog from Looney Tunes. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> and a dancing creature has to use all of its movement to dance, so it can't. It can't come towards you, Asha. It can't go towards anyone. Actually, I all like of its this. movement is being spent Very much. dancing, and it has uh, disadvantage on dexterity uh, saving throws, and it has also a disadvantage on attack rolls. So even if you got in its space, it would have disadvantage of attacking you. Um, but for the next three rounds, it just kind of it uh, gets to—I believe it gets to make a saving throw. Um, on each of its turns, but if it does, that's its own turn. So, um, but he's gonna dance. So, and he doesn't have great wisdom at all. So he's he, he, ain't he got nothing going for him. He he just gonna dance. So, um, 
Now it is Jazara's turn, and Jazara, who has like she dropped out of the cage and she grabbed her, uh, she landed pretty much on top of her stuff because they just threw all of her and Orvo's stuff just on the ground. Um, there's a person in front of her, and she, you know, she heard uh, Asha leave, and Valkaria is directly beside her. She kind of like glances at uh, Val, does a double take because what the fuck is wrong with your hair? And but like doesn't have time for that at this moment. It's like, okay. Um, so she is going to, she's got Hunter's mark up, so she's going to, to go ahead and try and fire her bow. Fires, uh, off a shot at the guy in front of her, and, uh, he kind of, like, ducks to the side in, like, his weird shuffling motion, and, um, she does miss. And, uh, she's going to kind of take a step between Valkaria and this guy, because she's gonna try and get, uh, She's just gonna kind of, sh- like, shove Valkaria back a little and just, like, step between her and this dude. Um, yeah, that is, I think, her... <laughs> I think that's her whole turn. In all honesty. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. She missed. However, yeah, she's not Yep. So that's her whole turn. Um, next up is gonna be the guards. The one Asha hit is just dancing. He's just grooving. He's just doing his thing. He's just over there, just going. Woo-hoo. He's got his like swords in his hand or whatever, and he's just kind of like twirling them around a little bit. Just kind of, he doesn't really know what he's doing, but he's having a good time. So, um, the other one, however, is going to take this opportunity, um, and he is going to take his attack, his first attack uh, against Jasara. And he misses, so he takes his uh, his his crossbow, and he kind of shoots it at her, and she kind of like ducks to the side. And I think he has two attempts. Uh, that one misses as well. No, that one just hits her. So that one hits um, Jazara for who's that? Ooh, that hits her for a whole six points of damage. Ouch. Wow. All right, so uh, one of the crossbow bolts yeah, hits Jazara in the shoulder. She curses, and she, like, yanks it out and throws it to the ground. Um, then up next is Myth, and he's in in the cage with Orvo, and he is going to try and bite Orvo and wake him the fuck up. Um, Aaron, go ahead and roll me a d20 to see how well um, Myth is going to do. Myth did very well with an 18. All right, so Myth's hey. over there, and he's like just gotten into this cage. Yeah, kind of like crawls up Orvo and just like bites him like right on the face and just you know wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, and just sinks his fangs into it. And Orvo jerks awake, and he's just like starts screaming and like swatting. It's like what the fuck's happening? And just swinging. And uh, mm-hmm. Myth crawls up on top of his head and uh, looks at him, kind of like leans over, so he's looking in Orvo's face. He's mm-hmm. like. You're in a cage, my dude. You need to get the fuck out because we are dealing with that. And his like tail like reaches over him and points at the giant weird creepy ice meat wall. And Orvo just kind of looks up. We are dealing with that. And uh, Orvo just kind of looks up, looks at the meat wall, looks over, and from his vantage point can see the Yeti like over the darkness. Looks down, sees all of you, and he goes, "Can I go back to sleep?" I would ask the same thing, my bro. <laughs> and uh, Myth no. just kind of like puts his claws like in like the sides of his temples. He's like, nope, time to go, time to go, time to go. <laughs> they and, need help. Yeah. And uh, so that's Myth's turn. Orvo's turn isn't up yet. Um, now it is the Frost Giant's turn. So 
we're gonna roll see how smart frost giant is if he realizes that if he just charges like through darkness he can go that way so let's do a little intelligent check be stupid be stupid and he's not as stupid as you want him to be unfortunately he got a 15 in total so he uh stares at this darkness he stares really hard and he has like his little his like pickaxe thing and then he just charges like (laughs) and unfortunately for everyone he has a lot of movements great can you just go barreling into the gelatinous cube that is there well here's the thing i'm gonna roll a roll me a um on roll me a d20 and i will say on a 15 or higher he runs into that giant boulder in front of all of you. Don't fuck it up. She fucked it up. Four. <laughs> Four. Uh, so he comes charging out and he uh, almost runs into the dancing dude. Uh, that he made. <laughs> he's but also he... put off by the dancing queen here and says, yeah. oh no. So he's right up next to the dancing guy and the Yeti just stands there and he just, ah, and he screams like really loud. Um, that was, that was just his movement. Yeah, he only needed, he has 40 feet of movement and like that was his, that movement only. I was kind of hoping he was going to have to do a dash action so that it would take his action, but it's not. So now he has two attacks that he can just use. Um, so what he's going to do, yeah. So he takes his giant, uh, pickaxe and he gets two attacks. He's going to aim one at Valkaria because you are right up there with him. So, yeah, yeah, he's gonna, he has 10 feet of reach, so he can reach within 10 feet of him, and uh, he does hit you, my dear, with a uh, 17, and uh, so that, even with your mage armor, your lovely, wonderful mage armor, he does manage to hit you, um, and he... How bad? Mm, it's not great, so... Uh, <clears throat> that would be for 8 points of damage. <laughs> my AC your hit points, dear. Mm-hmm. I'm a hit points. Yeah. Hit points are. And plus, did you lose any last time? Fuck. I don't think she lost any hit points last time, did she? I don't. Yeah, I was at thirteen. No. Oh, okay. If I'm at five hit points. You are at five hit points, my dear. I am hurting. You are. So you better hope that because you're the only one within reach, he doesn't hit you the second time either. Uh, that's a 14, which is your armor class, which does mean that he does hit, because the attacking one does win. So, uh, he does hit you a second time, and this time he hits you for five points of damage. I'm out! You're down. So Valkaria goes down. Uh, this giant yeti creature, he's got his pickaxe, he, and he turns, and he, like, he runs right through those shadows, and he bursts out on the other side, probably surprising the shit out of you, Asha, uh, as he just kind of bursts in, and then he's just standing there, just screaming right next to the dude who's just over there, grooving, and grooving, and moving, mm-hmm. and then he turns, and he looks over at you, Asha, but he can't quite reach you, so he turns, and he sees Alcaria, and he takes his giant pickaxe, and he swings it, and he hits her, and then he comes back on the backswing, and he hits her a second time, and Valkaria just goes down. Um, not good. Yeah, so you are down, my dear, uh, and we will deal with that when we get to your turn. Um, all right, 
so we are back <gasps> up at the top, and there is... I'm going to have everybody make me a perception check real quick. Really? I'm down. Well, not can you, she, but... Can she perceive? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Uh, Aaron can make me a perception check, and Jazara will make a perception check. And Jazara gets a 21. 22! Ooh, you even beat Jazara. You got a 22 and a 21. Um, and, oh, I should do one for Orvo. Or, Orvo does really well, too. He gets a 20. Not a natural, but he gets a modified 20. But he's doing good. Um, so all of you hear the weird like slicking, slapping noises, something gelatinous just smacks and smacks and like it's slopping over itself. And uh, the ooze, the gelatinous cube slowly has made its way around the corner. And Asha, from where you are, because you're just outside of the mist, uh, you can see him. So can Orvo from, uh, because he's above the mist. Um, and so good myth. And uh, you guys see this gigantic, what looks like a gigantic green jello cube. And there's little like things like floating inside of it. Um, Asha, you notice like, now Jazara can hear this, but she can't see it. Um, but the rest of you, excluding Valkaria, can see it. Um, and there's like a couple of pieces of what look like bone inside of it and maybe like a piece of armor perhaps um but you with a wonderful 22 see that one of the things inside of it looks oddly goose shaped oh no <laughs> no <laughs> and floating in this gigantic gelatinous cube is in fact sir goosington and he's just kind of like upside down and he's just wiggling a little and he's just kind of like, just inside this gelatinous cube. You have no idea how long he's been there, what's going on, why he's in there, how he got in there, but he is in fact in a gelatinous cube. So. Goody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it has extremely slow movement, so it's not going anywhere any fast, but you guys do have a, a goose in a cube, so. <laughs> goose um, in a cube. Uh, up next is Orvo, and it's with his turn, he's going to try and kick his way out of this cage. Um, I can't wait to see how you guys illustrate the goose in the cube for a on Canva. <laughs> goose in a cube! A goose in a cube! Um, Orvo, like, grabs a hold of the bars, and he's just gonna try and just hit them as hard as he can to try and pop the lock on it. And with a 17, he does, and he hits it. Uh, he grabs a hold of the bars and just kind of shoves his shoulder into it, and the lock pops because the whole cage is actually pretty rusty. And it's a little surprising it managed to hold somebody up, like suspended above the ground. Um, but he pops the lock, and he's going to jump out, and uh, he lands on the other side of this uh, thug that's been hanging around. And uh, with Myth just like on his head, um, and he will spend the rest of his turn. Like as he lands, he kind of like leaps over and like puts his hands on his uh, on his axe. So uh, Orvo is out of his cage and on the ground, and he is just outside of this um, fog cloud thing that's happening. Like he's kind of standing in the, in the edges of it. And uh, up next is Valkaria. Valkaria, you are going to make me a death saving throw, my dear. So you're going to roll a d20, and you just want a ten or higher. So just roll straight d20. And uh, you just wanted a ten or higher. 
Seventeen! Seventeen! Your bitch is back! No, she's not awake. No. I'm not but dead. You have your first uh, positive death saving throw, so your first save. Um, so, what you're gonna do is just, you just wanna mark one positive death saving throw so far. Okay. And you just need three good ones before you get three bad ones. So. Okay. So, if you hit three bad ones, you're perma dead. So. Um. That is... Oh, but if you do land a uh, 20, you do pop up with one hit point. Okay. Um, if you land a 1, it's two failed death saving throws. Great. So, um, going from there, it is Asha. Um, Asha, you did see the creature, like, whip, like, into the mist and hit Valkaria. So you mm-hmm. have an idea you have an idea that something's happened. It is, the mist is still there, so you can't quite see Valkaria. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you can give me a perception check if you want to see if you've noticed that she's dropped unconscious. Sure. 16. You do. So as you you heard, uh, as this creature like whipped its uh, axe, like or pickaxe back and forth, and you did hear the thump of uh, Valkaria hitting the ground, and so you can actively assume that uh, Valkaria is probably unconscious. Uh, so what would you like to do, my dear? Okay, I am trying to figure out if I want to... Oh, I do have... Oh, wait. Mm. Can I move back towards her and mm-hmm. use Spare the Dying, which is a cantrip? Yeah, you can do that. And, uh, so if you're gonna do that... So it, when you do that, uh, Valkaria will no longer have to make death saving throws. Um, so you're gonna go ahead and just kind of like run like headlong into the into the mist. Uh, you kind of like I assume you go out a little bit so that you don't get within like yeah, the don't hit the, the rocks creepers. on the side. Well, yeah, and that and you don't get within like the the giant like Yeti's uh, reach. Yeah. So you can, like go out around so he can attack you. And I get to go back into the fog, so maybe he can't see me as well. You <laughs> know, true. there's. It'll make it harder for him to see you. Um, so you go ahead and you cast uh, as a cantrip, uh, Spare the Dying so Valkaria. You don't have to worry about death saving throws now. You are just unconscious. So. Just unconscious. All right. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Uh, all right. Anything else you'd like to do, my dear? Um, um, kick her for good measure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you can. She's going to take damage. So. I mean... Um, do, don't I have some heat? I guess we should, we'll, you we'll have save that a, for later. Yeah, you have bonus action healing word if you wanted to bring her back up. But don't we have a potion-y type thing? But then I was like, should we save it for, oh. since we brought, I brought her back from the edge? You have one, um, and I believe Valkaria has two? You'll have to, uh, you could rummage through, you could feed her one from your bag, but that is an action to do that, so you'd have to wait till your next turn to do that. Or you could pull one out mm-hmm. of her bag and feed her one of those, which is also an action to do that. Uh, I, well, for right now, I think we'll, we'll, uh, stop Just there sure because, because she's, we pulled her back from death's doorstep, yeah. and now she's on the driveway. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we've, we've upped it, we've upped yeah. her chances. So she's not actively dying at this moment. Um, anything else you wanted to do? Spit on her. No. Um, next. No, we're <laughs> Just good. Stand we're on good. top of her. You're like, ha! <laughs> Sit on her. Uh, nope. Look at Goosington and be like, it's my mattress now. <laughs> yes. 
Being territorial during this fight would be excellent. <laughs> it is Jazara's turn. She sees Valkaria go down. She's gonna focus on... And, like, she can't really see through the mist. She's like, what the fuck was that? And she just kind of looks at now she's it. heard the thump. Yeah. She's heard, and, now, and then there was some, like, uh, defibrillator noise. <laughs> and then, um... <laughs> what is much. going on? My god. Pretty much. Alright, so, uh, Jazara is going to try and take another hit at this. Dude. Let's a shot. <laughs> Uh, I'm suspicious of you now. No, she's playing on Canva. And she found the most disturbing goose that she could. So, you know. Muscle goose. (laughs) Muscle goose. I can still make you take damage and kill Valkaria, you know that, right? Because if you take physical damage while you're unconscious, it's immediately a a failed death saving throw. Just for the record. So, like, so. if this yeti decides to come over and put its pickaxe in you, that is two failed days, death saving throws. Just no, like at least no. Like... Get rid of that. <laughs> Get rid of it. We do not have a buff Arnold Schwarzenegger. Thing. Get rid of it. He is a dignified goose. He Fix is it. Sir Goosing Ten, a dignified what goose. What a dragon! He's all beefed up. He's not a steroid goose. He's in a, he's in a broid rage goosey. <laughs> no, get rid of it. Okay. Just a prototype. That's a that's a sin. Is what that is. That's a cardinal sin <laughs> against the goose. Um, he will as, not love you anymore. As Jazara goes to like launch her bow. Suddenly, in uh, everyone except for Valkaria's heads, uh, you hear this really deep voice, and it laughs. And it's like, you're trying to get away. It won't work. And it just reverberates through your heads to the point that it hurts. And uh, as Jazara lets go of the arrow, like uh, this voice occurs, and like it makes her jerk, and she does miss. And uh, you get the impression that the dragon creature embedded in the ice is laughing at you. Um, rude. Yeah, it's pretty fucking rude. Uh, Alright, we are back to the guard's turn. That one is, one of them is spinning its turn dancing. Um, and the other one is going to take some attacks. It's going to now take one at uh, Orvo and the other one at Jazara. And he misses both times with a nine and a four. So he takes his crossbow and he tries to shoot it at uh, Jazara. And uh, but it's at the same time, uh, about the same time that uh, Orvo has stood up with his axe and it kind of like knocks him to the side a little bit and he misses both shots against both of them. Um, now it's Myth's turn. Um, what would you like Myth to do? Okay, so we're they're on the ground, right? Or... Myth- on top of Orvo's head. Okay. Claws <laughs> dug in into the side of Orvo. I mean, he could stay there if you want him to, uh, but he's currently standing on top of Orvo's head. All four sets of claws just dug into his head and just kind of like riding it out. There, it's very Remy from Ratatouille. Yes. Maybe he could. <laughs> but a little painful <laughs> for Orvo. Yeah. Um, what kind of, I mean, other than like his obvious, like his power, what 
could we do? Um, yes. if you you could send him somewhere if you wanted. You could try and summon him back to the to the bracelet, or you could just call him to you if you wanted him to do that. Um, or you can just let him do his own <laughs> thing on Orvo. So, I think I'm gonna let him do his own thing. He's been handling it pretty well. Okay. Um, for now. <laughs> so Myth's just gonna hang out. And uh, he's on top of like. I want to see what he does. I want to. Yeah, I want to see what he does. Yeah, he's on top of or- Orvo's head, and he's just like, "Come on, kick his ass! You can do better than that!" And his tail's just like whipping around, and he's just like, "Really? Is this the best Serenia had to offer?" It just—he's just not. Ouch. Pleased. Yeah, and uh, the best Orvo, is, had to Orvo is really just having a moment where he's just like, "Am I, am I really offended right now by by a cat, by a talking yes. cat? Like, am I yes. getting?" reamed right now by a talking yes, cat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, yes, you are. Um, so that's Mr. Now it's the giant creature's turn. Um, it is the Yeti's turn, and he the perception check for the Yeti. Uh, he cannot quite see you. He can't see you guys, like, in the uh, in the fog. So he is going to try and uh, take two swings at disadvantage. Um, he's gonna kind of like step up into it a little. He's gonna take one swing at Asha, and he's gonna take another one at uh, Jazara. Well, he has no idea he's hitting anybody, but it, like he's just kind of swinging in those general areas. Once towards the right, and a little, another one towards the left. Rawr! Big club hit thing. Pretty much. <laughs> so the first one to hit Asha is a natural one, so it misses. And one for Jasara. Okay, I rolled sevens twice. I rolled two sets of sevens. So he doesn't hit anybody. He just steps into the fog, and like this fog just kind of billows around him, and he's just starting to swing wildly. And Ashes are standing there. He's extremely tall, so like you feel the whoosh of like the wind as he Mm -hmm. swings above your head. Like he is just swinging like at regular level for him, but it is like at least a foot above you. And, Whip his uh, knees, <laughs> and uh, but he—you can tell that he's like kind of like you gauged by this, but that he's standing like in your vicinity. You can't quite see him, but you can tell he's entered into the mist and is closer to you at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, we are back around to the cube, and the cube is just gonna slowly ooze and <laughs> forward, <laughs> all while nice. Sir Goosington slowly rotates. So bad. So bad. <laughs> he's no now just vibes. just vibes. Upside down at this point. Wings are out. He's not super like in, super deep into the gelatinous cube, but like he can't really go anywhere. Um, and uh, so he's just slowly rotating as this cube kind of just slops over itself. Uh, and it is kind at of at least big. it's not burning him like the one in the movie. It's true. And um. It should make you question why. Yeah. Because he is the immortal goosing ten. He cannot <laughs> be injured by mortal things. By mere gelatinous things. No gelatinous things can hurt him. Alright. Uh, it is Orvo's turn, and he is going to go after the thug in front of him. And he does hit. Uh, barely, but he does hit. So he's going to do... Orvo, we're going to need you to step up your performance. Thank you. <laughs> he does eight points of damage. So, you know, he's... he's, Which is uh, max damage for him on that. So... Hmm. 
So he uh, he has his um his uh, it's a hammer I should say it's not an axe it's a hammer and he Candles. takes his hammer and he swings it around and he hits this uh like zombie uh dwarf in the back of the head and the creature like jerks forward and then it just kind of straightens up it doesn't really look like it's affected him much <laughs> like there's there was already nothing upstairs and like there's just more nothing upstairs at this point there's just more nothing upstairs. Um, Valkaria, nothing's near, it's your turn, but nothing's going on for you. You don't have to roll or anything. You're just unconscious taking a nap on the ground. Um, Asha. With my sheep hair. Yeah, with your sheep hair. Your sheep hair's still going on. Asha. Yes, you are unconscious, aren't you? Um, okay. Well, with, uh, big fucker here, um. It does, I will say, it does occur to you that if this creature keeps stepping forward, it might step on Valkari. Yes, it, actually, it did in, in occur to me um, <laughs> without you saying that. Um, <laughs> it's squishy just... Val in a different way. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, so I'm trying to think of the best way to move her bodily. So you, yeah, you'd have to like try to drag her because you're not quite... Uh... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was wondering... Can I enlist help if it's not someone's turn? You would have to wait for that person's turn for them to help you. And then you could both do it. Um, you can tr- make a strength check to try and move her and, like, drag her. Okay, um, let's do that, yeah. Cause, yeah. And I'm going to be moving her towards Jazz. Okay. So through that, n- where it narrows a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go ahead and roll me a d20. And you don't have a... Uh, any kind of modifier for your strength, so it's I just whatever don't. you get on your 20. You gotta be fucking kidding. It's a natural one. Natural one. So you go to, like, pull on Valkaria, and uh, she just doesn't move. You realize you, like, you just don't have a very good grip on her, so you gotta, like, yank her forward, and your hands just slip off of the shadow armor that's still on her. <laughs> and, uh, like, your hands just kind of slip through it, and you, like, you realize it's not tangible to be able to hold on to her, so... You, uh, on your next turn, you can try again, um, but, uh, in this moment, that you cannot move her. Um, okay. So, I guess what I'll do is I'll stand in front of her, like okay. her unconscious body. Anything else you'd like to do, my dear? Now I will spit on her. <laughs> now you spit on her, okay. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's for good luck. This, no. <laughs> All right, so you kind of stepped in front of uh, Valkaria when you realized you, in that moment, could not pull her forward. Um, Haven't been eating my Wheaties lately. And did you want to say anything? Because, like, you could ask Jazara, like, if you, for help. Yeah, I was going to say, Jazz, I'm going to need some super help moving this dead bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because otherwise she's going to go splat under this guy's foot. Okay. Uh, Very inappropriate. Jazara kind of like turns and looks at you, and then re- and like looks down at Val, and she's like, "Okay, new plan." <laughs> she's like, new, new plan. New plan. Um, so Jazara, like Jazara's attacks haven't been landing anyway, so she's gonna turn around and uh, where um, Valkaria is, she's going to take a step over to Val lean over her and just kind of like smack her a couple of times on the face and like wake up bitch it's your turn to do some shit and as she slaps you in the face uh Val she's gonna cast cure wounds on you to get your ass oh. back up and I'll tell you how many four eleven points she got max for that one wow 
Ass, you pop up Val with 11 uh, hit points, and uh, Jazara has slightly moved. Um, as much as you guys, like, you're really just all in like this really tight space of more or less standing on top of and over each other. Um, and then as Val comes back, she just goes, I'm really getting tired of being knocked out. <laughs> well, then stop it. Tired. Who the fuck is swinging? And you—you uh, <clears throat> you can't do anything just yet because it's not your turn. Um, but Jazara, who is kind of like standing over you, just yeah, it's not any fun, is it? And she kind of like, as a reflex, kind of like <laughs> where the javelin impaled in her chest. So um, that is Jazara's turn. It's the, now the guard's turn, and uh, one of them is on his last little round of dancing. He's still, still just getting his moving groove on over there. He's just standing next to this horribly tall yeti, just kind of just doing like, and he starts doing like disco moves, but he has swords in his hand, so it looks really weird. Um, and uh, the other guy is going to take a couple of shots. He's going to uh, he's going to take the first one at uh, Orvo that's a natural one so he goes and he fires the crossbow and it just uh, sh like shoots right past uh, Orvo's face and just like both Orvo and Myth turn and like look at the arrow and then look at the dude and they're like he's standing like five feet away and it's just like really? <laughs> and, and Myth just kind of leans over it's like that was pathetic and then digs his claws in a little harder into Orvo's like kick his ass! <laughs> <laughs> he's a symbiote now. And in that moment, like, Miss eyes, like, kind of start to glow red. And, like, nobody can see this because there isn't anybody, like, everybody, Around. the party is in the mist. And Myth is on Orvo's head, so nobody <laughs> can see this. But, like, Miss eyes just glow, like, bright red. And, like, his fangs almost seem to get a little longer. And he's just, he's having My boy! A, he's having a time. And he's enjoying it. So, uh, his next attack also at Orvo, uh, this time will hit Orvo. Um, he hits Orvo for four points of damage, so Orvo is, uh, well, you know, Orvo's not looking too bad, in all things considered, with just, um, he's got just a little, a little bit of damage, just a little, he's on 18 hit points, and he's alright, so, that is not what an eight looks like, but that is, and nobody can be surprised, just, I hope none of you ever have to look at my notes for this campaign, mm -hmm. this is why I'm typing my notes out, <laughs> so, like, somebody at some point can read them. Uh, myself included. Uh, Alright, so that is uh, that guard's turn. It's Myth's turn, and um, Myth is starting to get a little... He's starting to get a little, a little hungry. A little, Ooh, starting to get what? really into it. And uh, so Myth is going to make a jump. Uh, actually, Aaron, roll me a d20. Yep. 16. 16. Okay. Myth leaps off of Orvo's head and just in a raging ball of like fey fur feline just mm -hmm. leaps at this creature's face, just sticks all of his claws like around his face so that like Myth's body is over this thing's face and it's just dug all of its claws into it. You can just hear it. the screeching. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, roll, me a, roll me a d4, Aaron, and that's how many points of damage this guy's going to take from Myth. Oh wow. Four. Four. Alright. 
So he does uh, four points of damage to this guy, and Myth is hanging on. Like he, and now uh, this guy's attacking. Blood seeping out of his out of his uh-huh. head. And as long as Myth is on this dude's face, the guy will have a disadvantage on any of his attacks. Um, so that's Myth. So now it's the Frost Giant. So now um, I'm gonna do a. Uh, he's going to. He's not even gonna bother trying to see you guys. He's just pissed, and he's going to try and take a couple of swings again at disadvantage because he can't see you. Uh, so he would be aiming for Asha because she's technically in front, and that. Uh, he misses you with that one. He only gets a 16. So you see, like, his pickaxe just swipe, and it swipes directly in front of your face, girl. Um, the next... The next swing, however, is, it is gonna hit you. Oh, crap. And that is four. Uh, that's gonna be seven points of damage to you, Asha. Fuck! So he, like, he swings in the first time and he misses you, and you can just feel him lean a little bit further as he comes in the backswing. And his uh, pickaxe, luckily for you, turned on, like, on its side, just kind of full body So it was more of a thump than a. Yeah. And it's a huge, like, pickaxe, too, and it hits you directly in the side, and, like, you stumble a bit, and uh, you take some damage from that one. And we are back at the top of the order, and just. Is slowly along, and the goose has now made a full rotation, and he's almost back up right now. And uh, that is the cube's turn. Now it's Orvo. Uh, Orvo is going to take a swing at this guy, and he has um, uh, he, he doesn't have advantage, but the guy has disadvantage, so he's going to take a swing and see what he can do. And he does hit, so he's going to uh, do some damage for that one, which is good. And he does another uh, four points of damage for him, so good for him. Woohoo! He's he's doing his his level best. He really is. His level best. Between him and Myth, they're slowly whittling this this guy down, um, and uh, he's going to actually kind of move a little bit while staying within this guy's range towards the, uh, he's gonna move towards the party. He can't see the Yeti. He can hear the Yeti. He knows it moved that way. I think I'm gonna have him move the other way, actually, further into the cave along, and, uh, Myth is just on this dude's face. So, he's gonna start going the other way, trying to draw the guy away, and he, and at the moment where you guys are, just kind of like a kill box at this point on from all sides, so he's gonna... Try and draw this guy away so that you guys have the ability, if you can, to try and slip past him. Not that you guys can see that because you're in the middle of all this fog. So, um, and at that is your turn, Valkaria. I have a quick question before you go. Sure. How long does the fog last? Did we say? Uh, fog. Yeah, fog cloud can last for up to an hour. You. Okay. Technically, it's a concentration spell, but nobody's concentrating on it because it's a wild magic surge. So, like, if somebody had to dispel magic, they could use it to, like, make it go away. But at the moment, it is just going to do its thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, now that Val is back, she's going to cast Burning Hands on this fucking Yeti yak thing in front of her that knocked her out. All right. You have the spell slot for that. Just making sure, right? Yes. It's okay. a level one spell, and I have two more left. 
Okay. So um, three so D6 you... of fire damage. Yep, so you you well, you have to spend half your movement getting up, because you're laying on the ground, so now you yep. only have 15 feet of movement. <clears throat> and you go ahead and like you take that five feet of movement, step up towards Asha, and uh, you cast Burning Hands. So go ahead, and you're casting it at first level? Yes. Okay, so you are doing it in, it is a 15-foot cone, so you reach past Asha, and if you want, you can angle it so you can get uh, the Dancer. Yes, I want to get as many villains or villains, <laughs> enemies as I can. Yeah, so you can angle it a bit, so you stand on, like, the right side of Asha, and you kind of, like, lean, like, uh, over her shoulder, and you cast Burning Hands in front of you, and it'll get both of them. So go ahead and roll me um, 3d6. Her D6 kind of looks like a gelatinous cube. <laughs> 11. 11. Alright. This one. <laughs> yeah, it does look like a gelatinous cube. That's fair. So you lean over uh, Asha's shoulder and you cast uh, Burning Hands and you watch as the dude is just moving and grooving. And just as he's, like, you can tell the magic starts to wear off and, like, he, but he, just as he's, like, doing a little bit of that last groove and the magic wears off, he turns just kind of like wondering what happened why was i dancing and he turns and looks at you he's a face full of fire <laughs> and he yes. just disintegrates in a cloud of ash and he's gone right. and uh, so you've yes. so you've gotten rid of that one and you notice as like this yeti like gets like caught with all of this fire um that it seems to do more damage than you expected to oh he does have a lot of hair that's and hair there. burns real good and, uh, yeah, it does, um, because you use fire damage against, like, a snow ice creature. Um, I'm not technically using Yeti stats. I think I'm using Frost Giant stats. So, like, they're weak to fire. And, uh, so it does extra damage because of that. And, um, you watch as, like, a large patch of, like, this Yeti just catches fire. And it just kind of, like, seems to almost spread unnaturally fast, like, down his side. And he screeches at you. And, uh, which I will not be doing for the sake of our listeners a yeah. yeti screech and uh it's probably what else? Valkaria does <laughs> don't get overconfident homie. <laughs> um anything else that Val does um uh do I have another action like a movement mm, you have 15 feet of movement left if you would like to try and move you can you can try and move like further into the mist off to the side if you want uh like into Jazara's space and maybe past her if you want to try and do that. No, I'll stay where I am because I'm just thinking if I can run at him and like hit him with my staff. Okay. Uh, so you're going to stay put and um, which is you standing literally at Ash's right shoulder. So you are standing directly behind Ash's right shoulder. Alright, perfect. Just super close. Like you probably like reached around her to cast that spell but like because you guys are just all standing directly on top of each other for the part um all right on that note it is asha's turn so asha is uh, a little a little uh right best feeling uh, <laughs> from that uh that uh <clears throat> axe blow okay so she's kind of gripping her arm but you know what she saw that the fire worked and she <laughs> is gonna use sacred flame um okay. to keep on the fire theme and light this yeti up Okay, so you go ahead and you cast a Sacred Flame, and it must make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> They're not very dexterous, so... Not when you're that big. And with a 5, he does fail, uh, so roll me 1d8. Okay. 
Also, Ani owes me a wild magic surge. We got a five. Five, all right. Um, so that's gonna get doubled to 10. So you hit this, uh, you pull fire into your hand, kind of like uh, seeing what Valkaria has done, and you just kind of shove it directly uh, in front of you at the Yeti, and it bursts in the middle of his chest in this bright, holy fire, and it spreads across him, uh, doing a bit more damage than you expected it to, so. Nice. Yeah. Um, any uh, bonus actions you'd like to do, my dear? You have um, um, you have a couple of spells. You have healing word and sanctuary. Uh, on. Um, I'm thinking sanctuary might be good because he's real close to us and we don't have a lot of places to go. Fair. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. All right. So, uh, are you gonna cast it on yourself? Uh, since I'm at the end of the group, I'm gonna go with yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you cast. Yeah. Uh, sanctuary on yourself and now um when a creature tries to attack you it has it has to make a wisdom saving throw or it uh cannot attack you creature attack on the spell wisdom saving throw on a failed save the creature must make must choose a new target or lose the attack entirely um so like yeah it has to make a wisdom saving throw in order to try and attack you and if it doesn't um then more than likely because it can't really reach on the other side of you it will just lose the attack entirely so and nice. you'll say yetis slash frost giants aren't smart so that's a good move nice um, nice you owe me a wild magic search yes ma'am let me get that roll in here uh 63 60. okay uh that is one you guys have not had okay um you uh as you throw this magical fire forward uh, suddenly the entire room just in your like your vision changes and the entire room kind of like lights up in almost like a um, ethereal kind of a way and as you're looking around you're noticing that some objects around the room are glowing like you look at your shield and your shield is glowing like this bright like uh, almost like a bright cotton candy blue and you look at Valkaria and like the uh, like her staff is glowing like this really like uh, deep kind of purple color and it has like these little wisps coming off of it and you look back at Jazara and you can see her quiver is glowing with like slight greens and like uh, like very faint like greenish glow that comes off of it and uh, through the fog distantly you get kind of like almost the shape of what you think might be myth and he's kind of glowing like this bright uh, reddish black color and mm -hmm. as you and you just happen to look around, and even through the fog and all of this, you as you look up, there is this extremely bright white light coming from the other side of the cavern, like up the cavern wall a little bit, in the direction of what you know is where that mask is. And it is so bright in this moment, it's almost like looking at the sun. And in the amount, but so you've cast detect magic. And you mm -hmm. were picking up on all of the different magical signatures in the room. Nice. And one of the things that you notice is um, about this mask that's over here is it it feels like as you stare at it because it tells you what type of magic it is. It's mm -hmm. summoning magic. Ooh. There's a bit of summoning magic and necrotic magic that's in it. Necrotic. Oh. Yeah. So it, you so for the next I believe it's. Um, 
I believe the tech magic lasts for 10 minutes. Uh, so your sight is just kind of going to go in and out. Um, whether or not it lasts that long, in fact, roll me a roll me a d6, and that's how many rounds it's going to last for you. Six. Six. So for the for six rounds, including the one that we have right now, um, you will have detect magic. Nice. Okay, everybody, we got to finish this shit fast so we can investigate this magic. Doesn't um, she have to roll one too? Yeah, she has to roll. Oh yeah. Magic. That's right. Asha got one, and she got uh, detect magic cast. So ah. she has detect magical. How long is that gonna last? Six turns. Eighty-three. Oh god, this is fantastic. For okay. you guys. Great. Uh, okay, I, it's us, not right? sarcastic. Oh, okay. It's not sarcasm. You cast a third level mass healing word on yourself and up to six creatures around you. However, that does also include your enemies. God damn it! But it's really good for you guys. So let me pull up mass healing words so I can roll that for you. Or you I can so I'm back to what? 20 hit points? No, I ha oh. yeah, there's rolling, my dear. <laughs> I tell Hayden all the time how, like, <laughs> this goes, and it's like, Ani says something, Misty says no. <laughs> Misty brings it back to Earth. <laughs> Can I? No. Can I? No. Can I? No. Like, you have to, there's, there's a whole step process to that. Um, your modifier is three, so, uh, Ani, go ahead and roll me a d4, please. Do I not have a D4 out? I don't have a D4 out. Interesting. Dang. Thought I did. Alright, I'll find a D4. A little There's pyramid. One. There's one. Okay, cool. I love how you went from having a single set of dice to Dice Goblin just so fast. <laughs> Four. Um, Four? It right, was so 20 bucks. I had to. Valid. Um, and your <laughs> spellcasting modifier is three. So, uh, you gain seven points, hit points back. Jazar, hey. who's also next to you, is going to gain seven hit points back. And uh, Asha, you gain seven hit points back. Yay! So we're back to 12. And let's see, that's three of you. Um, it hits the Yeti. So he gets seven hit points back. Boo! Oh, all that scorching I did. Uh, it hits the guard, so he gets seven hit points back, and it hits Orvo, who I think that takes him back up to full. So Orvo's back up to full. So, yep. So you have uh, cast Mass Healing Word, and you—that's you, a really good spell. So, like, you needed that at this moment. <laughs> yeah, I needed so, that. Yeah. So uh, that's a really good one for you guys to get. Um, and so we just did Asha's turn. So now it's Jazara's turn. Jazara's gotten. Jazara pissed, so uh, Jazara is actually going to reach into her, she's going to take her bow, put it back in the quiver, and out of the quiver she's going to pull her lightning javelin out. And for the very first time, she's going to use it. And so you have to speak a command word to, uh, to activate it, and in this case for this one, it's uh, strike. And she's going to try and attack the yeti this time. Because she's, like, standing on top of you guys at this point, to the point uh -huh. that she can see it. Um, no. She's going to make Ooh. sure she doesn't hit you with it, so. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah! 
Yep, so she's going to take her, uh, she pulls out this lightning javelin, and she yells, strike, and it, like, the whole javelin just starts, uh, crackling with electricity, as you can see lightning zip up and down it, and, uh, and eventually, like, it pools at the point, and it, like, just, uh, the point of the javelin just gets, uh, sparking with electricity, and she's gonna take it, and she's gonna throw it at the Yeti. Yeah, To the Yeti! And she definitely hits. She throws that uh, lightning javelin and uh, she hits for a 22. And then, yeah, she's going to do a lot of D6s. A lot of D6s. So we'll take a nap while Misty rolls all of them. Five, D6s. I love that sound. Right, me too. It's one of my favorite sounds. That is a lot of six. She does 14 points of damage with that one. Go Jazz. She takes, yeah, she takes the javelin, she pulls it back, and you guys see it spark electricity. And this is the first time you guys have seen Jazari use the lightning javelin. And she flings it forward and it zips past both of you, which it's a good thing she wasn't aiming for either of you because I just learned that the lightning javelin uh, will do damage to everybody in a line. <laughs> not just the person it is. Um, you watch it hit this yeti right in its chest, and the yeti like jerks back, and like lightning just covers and crackles all over this creature, and it screeches really, really loud, and it doesn't look good. And now it's a javelin sticking out of its chest, and it does not look good. It's being um, barbecued. Yeah. So. Anybody want barbecue yeti? Can you imagine the smell? Ugh, with the singed hair. Ugh. And it was probably dank ass to begin with. <laughs> right? After the burning oh, hands. I mean, yeah, I it was just like, meh. <laughs> it's only additional one point of damage. Uh, I forgot to roll one of the D6s, but it landed on a one, so it doesn't really matter. Um, okay, and uh, Jazara is uh, going to... She's going to uh, grab... Valkaria, actually, and she's going to kind of, like, shove you behind her, and so that you're going away from the Yeti, because she can see that Orvo is moving the attention of the creature that is freaking out with myth on its face, and uh, she's gonna <laughs> shove you back a little bit, and uh, kind of step up. She's gonna basically trade places with you. That's what she's doing. She's just kind of switching where you and her are. Because uh, it's safer behind her now than it is in front of her. So, no. um... The guard is going to try and pull Myth off of the space, and that's going to be what he tries. <laughs> Doesn't he know that makes it worse? <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> and with a whole six, he does not succeed. So he's over there yanking on Myth, and Myth is just spitting fury at this guy. And uh, go, Aaron, go ahead and roll me a D four <laughs> because as he tries to pull Myth off, like the claws can like dig into the space. That would be a four. four. Okay. Myth is killing it. I know these dice like Myth better than they like me. <laughs> That's how I Probably. feel. Like I am rolling really bitchin' for like everybody except for Jazar. <laughs> just... These are not officially Myth's dice. I know. You have to get yourself a different dice for that. Right? <laughs> um, well, if he's playing. I mean, I might as well. So, uh, like, uh, the guy's trying to pull Myth off of his face. And he's just doing damage to himself and it's not working. So uh, now it's Myth's turn. And Myth is going to try and just rake his claws just down this guy's face. So, um, go, baby kitty, go. Go ahead oh, Myth, and, go. Aaron, roll me a d20 uh, with advantage. And uh, tell me what you get. 
Okay. It was 18. 18? Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is kicking ass. <laughs> uh, so he just takes his claws and he just like swipes at this guy and uh, uh, he just kind of like, yeah, just does a, a huge line of claws <clears throat> down his face. So go ahead and roll me a uh, d4 and then add two. Oh, good. Okay. It, it moved back into the fair zone. So it got, <laughs> I got a one plus two is three. Okay. The so Mick does zone. three points of damage to this guy, and this guy's freaking out, and he just has the world's angriest fey cat attached to his face right now. Um, My baby! Oh, he's doing so well. He's kicking so much ass. You're doing great, sweetie. And uh, that is Myth's turn, and now it is the Yeti's turn. Um, and he is once again going... Well, let's see. He has other fun abilities. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, going to reach down, Asha, and he's going to try and grab you. You need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okie dokie. My <laughs> poor character, she keeps saying, no, we're not doing this. Plus one. Fifteen. 15? Oh, you just make it. You just make it. it. This thing reaches down and it tries to scoop you up and it's the last second you like you hit the deck so his hand swipe just like goes over you and you kind of like sneak back and then up like using the mist as cover and uh, he's just he's pissed. But that, that is his turn. Trying to grab you was his turn. Doesn't Asha have like a not, I want to call it like a spider thing. Like she can climb real good or something. Because at uh, this as a point, vampire, I do believe that you you might have a climbing speed. Yeah, I have a spider climb. It's um equal to my walking speed. In addition, at third level, you can move up, down, and across vertical surfaces and upside down along ceilings while leaving your hands for what free? How's that work? You're a vampire. You're like Spider Man. Well, yeah. even he uses his hands. What, oh, what happens is, is you walk up to the wall and then you put your foot on it and you oh, go... Oh, gravity like, no longer. Yeah, oh, it doesn't apply to you and you can walk up to it. So yeah, if you wanted to, because of your uh, vampiric nature, you don't have to stand there. You, If you wanted to walk up a boulder or walk up Bye, the side of the wall... Bitches. <laughs> Bye, bitches. Yeah, okay. That's just Next turn, guess what Aaron's doing. <laughs> I mean, Asha. She's gonna say peace. Yeah. Hang upside down. <laughs> yeah. This is like, bye, bitches. Um, all right, and just, and... It's a slow walk, too. Bye. <laughs> bye. Uh, that is the cube's turn, and it's just been the slurp along. I love how the goose moves. Mm -hmm. I know, right? The goose just is... Can't, like he's now fully upright side. now, though. Like, he's made the full rotation and is now back upright. Uh, so now it's Orvo's turn, and Orvo is very impressed by just myth in general it's just like just watching myth just tear into this dude almost doesn't want to do something just because myth is handling it but uh he is gonna take a swing at this guy and he hits with a 15 he hits and uh so he is going to do some damage 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 he does five whole points of damage at this dude uh, with his hammer, and he hits the guy uh, once again. Like, he decides not to hit him anywhere near the face because he doesn't want to accidentally hit Myth, so he aims for the knee, and uh, he clocks this guy right in the knee. And uh, he yells at you guys, like, uh, come this way out of the mist. So he's yelling for you guys to come this way as he's trying to lead this uh, creature as best he can as he, the guy freaks out. 
uh, with myth like on his face. I'm just gonna put this <laughs> icon on his face. Uh, where it belongs. Where it belongs. So um, you guys can't see him, but you can hear him calling for you through the mist. Um, and uh, so that's his turn. Now we're back up to Valkaria. Valkaria, um, you've kind of been shoved back a little bit by Jazara. And um, you can see just through the edges of the mist, the guy with myth just on his face. And uh, you can still hear uh, the Yeti on the other side of your friends. Oh, great. What would you like to do, my dear? <sighs> so now I'm over there. Is my... I mean, it's useless at this point, but the darkness is still going, isn't it? Yeah, it's still there. Uh, da, 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 da. I and have now, one. Now you're like at the edges of the mist. You can see the... Um, uh, the like partially like the meat wall, and uh, you can also you have a view of where the dragon mask is on the other side of the cave too. Uh, hmm. Oh, is the thug with myth on his face? Does he have anything that my mage hand can use? Can pick up? Um, he only has a crossbow, which is too heavy for your yeah. um for uh, your mage hand to pick up. Uh, he's not really... He doesn't seem to care a lot for material possessions. Uh, and also, like, his skin isn't fully intact. So you're not thinking he requires material possessions. There is a lit campfire past him, just for the <gasps> record. Okay, okay. Can I use my mage hand to kind of push him into the fire? I know, like, I can't do more than, like, five, pa- like, five pounds of movement but like while he's flailing with myth on his face can i just kind of eh, or like throw the fire like the the, can i throw some of the fire at him i will say you can't uh push him because only five pounds but if you wanted to like use mage hand work in tandem with myth um and kind of like tug the guy closer towards the fire so like like, if somebody was standing beside you and kind of, like, tugging you lightly, like, in a direction, it, yeah. and as he's flailing around, it might make him go in that direction. Um, pull him off balance. Yes. Yeah, kind of, like, pull him, like, encourage him to go in the direction of the fire. The fire, yes. Also, couldn't she bring the fire to him, pick up Yeah, a, could I pick up some of the, the, like the, a, the poles you, or whatever? If you wanted to, because, like, it's a, like a campfire, so if you wanted to use your mage hand, reach in there, grab a flaming stick, and, like, hit him with that, you could do that. Yes. Okay. Yes. I want to um, do that from my spot because I want to save my last spell for sure. whatever comes after. So you use Mage Hand and like it kind of like extends from you and like it, Mage Hand is invisible, but you can you can feel where it goes and you reach it in and it shoots past this weird guy into the fire and you use it to grab like this flaming stick and you pull it back and you hit him with it uh, in the back of the head, avoiding myth. Um, so Avoid go ahead, please. roll me a d20 and we'll use your spellcasting modifier. So d20 plus three. <laughs> six six yeah it doesn't do much but there's a floating stick fire now in the air so you go to hit him with it and like he as he's flailing around like he kind of ducks a little bit as uh trying to get myth off his face and your uh fire just kind of goes wide so anything else you'd like to do would you like to move it all over uh i'll move closer to okay. myth and the thug so i can over there or more. on the side of the fire side of the fire is fine okay so i'll put you over there um, alright, anything else you'd like to do? No. Okay. <laughs> um, Asha, your turn. 
So Asha is going to um, take advantage of her um, vampiric ancestry, <laughs> and she is going to climb the boulder. Okay. Uh, gonna... To get a new vantage point up top. Okay. It is um, the very top of the boulder. It's probably just past the the top of the yeti's head. So as you walk up and stand on top of it, you are now, you can look down, you see the mist, and you see uh, the, like, the, basically the top of, like, the Yeti's head and, like, where the horns are and everything like that. You can't, it's hard to see, like, your friends and you kind of have to, like, guesstimate where they are. You can see the the, the still living dwarf zombie and Orvo and Myth because they're out of the mist, and you can just see the edges of Valkaria as she's standing, like, in the edges of it, but you can't see Jazara. little horn. Mm-hmm. My, my little, little sheep's hair. Yeah, yeah, you see the right, poofiness her of her of her little woolly horns. Um, yeah. So from there, what I would like to do... And is... as you do this, by the way, you just utilizing your vampiric energy, and you just, like, kind of pull that energy into you, you put a foot onto this rock, and then you just start walking up it. And the second you get your second foot up there, you are just horizontal walking all the way up this thing. Which also seems to require a lot of ab uh, sensation. But anyway, <laughs> um, so once we are up top, mm-hmm. what I want to do is I want to take my dagger, and Asha's going to go a little bit wild here. And she is going to get, I mean, yeah, I'm hoping I can do this, but take a flying leap and stab him in the neck. Yeah, all right. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> all right, so you are uh, getting on top of this boulder, and you can see him, and I'm going to have you roll me an attack with your dagger. We'll do it with advantage, because you are throwing yourself at him like that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so go ahead and roll me an attack with advantage. Okay. So is that the D4 with the damage type, or no? Uh, you roll me a D20 first. Uh, okay. Roll me two of them, and then take the higher one. 14. Okay, plus three. And... Oh, sorry, I was saying it out loud for myself. Oh, and then four. Great, so 14 plus three is 17. 17, so you do hit the Yeti. Um, so now you can roll me the uh, D4 plus one for your dagger damage. D4. Thank you. Thank you. Aaron is stupid. It's fine. I was like, why did I get six? Because... <laughs> <laughs> uh, plus one, you said? So three. Yeah, three. So you take a flying leap over at this gigantic Yeti and you just stab your dagger into it and you kind of like land... Uh, on like his shoulders and like where his head is and you just dive your dagger into it and he screeches and you're flailing around and uh, he's still alive but uh, he don't he don't look good and you are now on top of this yeti. Can I give it a little extra twist just for... Sure! You just kind of <laughs> yeah. twist it in there as hard as you can and just like, yeah. yeti motherfucker! And yeah. Uh, yeah, so now you are Next on top turn, of take a bite out of his neck. You're thirsty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. And, He's going to uh, be pissed for a while, though. You? Anything else you'd like to do, my dear? I think that covers it. No? <laughs> um, it is Jazara's turn, and she is going to run up to the Yeti and grab her lightning javelin. Because uh, she wants that shit back. <laughs> she wants it back. Give me my javelin. She's like, give me my javelin back. And... That once. So she's gonna pull the javelin out. She stows that away. She's gonna pull back her longbow uh, out again. And uh, she's going to take aim at 
this uh, yeti creature. And as she, like, uh, the yeti has, like, stepped back a bit as you landed on top of it, Asha, and kind of steps out of the mist. So Jazara <laughs> is at the edges of the mist, and she just looks over, and there's a cube. Cube. <laughs> and she's staring at it, like, out of the corner of her eye. She kind of looks back at it, and, like, it's a goose. It's a goose. There's a goose. And she just kind of looks like at, at the cube and then she just, you know, no. <laughs> no, not, not, not right not now. Not prepared to deal with that. No. Mm-hmm. Not prepared to deal with that at all. And uh, she pulls out her bow and uh, she takes a shot at this uh, Yeti and she does hit him. So she is going to do. She does 17 points of damage to the Yeti. And she's like staring at this gelatinous cube and she's starting to aim at it. She aims directly underneath the, the Yeti's jaw and it kind of like the arrow shoots up into his mouth and uh, goes from under his jaw like into his mouth. And uh, he roars and he's staggering a little bit and uh, he is going to fall. And I'm going to have uh, Asha make me a dexterity saving throw as you ride this Yeti to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I got 12. 12? So you, like, as it starts to fall, like, forward, and you kind of, like, you're holding onto the dagger, which is embedded into him, and uh, he starts to collapse, and you kind of move to make sure, like, you don't get squished. And uh, you just kind of, like, ride it like the world's worst roller coaster ride as it slams itself into the ground. And One the Yeti. Yeah. And the Yeti is now, uh, the Yeti is dead. And, uh, you are standing on, Asha, you are standing on top of this Yeti. And you do notice behind you there is this gigantic, like, ten-foot-tall tube. And just inside of it, you see a ghost. There a is ghost. a ghost. And, uh, from inside of you, you're just like, ah! <laughs> Just oh no, it's audible now. We're close. It's up. audible. <laughs> through the cube. So, uh, yeah. So you guys defeated the frost giants, and uh, now Myth and Orvo are in mono e mono. You know, like uh, with this thug. Um, uh, I'm going to kind of assume you guys are going to uh, gang up on this thug next. Yes. And uh, Jazara is going to use her movement and she's going to kind of uh, walk like around, not getting super close to the cube, uh, but where she can see the uh, thug creature. And uh, you hear like the walls start to rumble a little bit when this Yeti creature dies. And uh, you hear like the deep voice that you guys have been hearing in your heads like, Oh, so they want to play like that, do they? Well, no, they don't. They really don't. Never mind. Let's go home. And like the walls start to shake a little bit, and uh, you can see like some of the ice is starting to crack in different places, and like the whole room is starting to shake on like these light tremors. And we are back at the top of the initiative order, and the cube is uh it can sense you guys there and like it slowly turns it can and it's slowly gonna move a little forward and it like it starts uh asha you're standing on top of this yeti and the cube hits the edge of this yeti and you hear a sizzling noise and you can look down and you can see that this yeti is starting to like 
get pulled in to this like gelatinous cube, but at the same time, it looks like it's burning it with acid. And so she's gonna uh, <laughs> drop dangling from the body and move on. And uh, so that's the cube's turn. It's trying to eat the Yeti and get at you at the same time. Um, so Orvo is going to try and take out this dude. He hits with a 15. He is rolling so many fours. And so he does another five points of damage. And uh, this guy looks like he's just super, super on death's door. And he's just screaming and freaking out. And there's blood all over his face. And you're pretty sure, like, Myth has done way more damage to this dude than Orvo has. And, like, he's, this guy is just having the world's worst time. <laughs> um, Valkaria, it is your turn. Would you like to try right. Fire Stick again? <laughs> yes, I actually would. Okay. I am saving my last spell. Alright, roll me a d20 uh, plus 3, please. 15! 15! So you take that flaming fire stick and you just like whack him over the back of the head with it. And between you on like one side with the fire stick and like Myth on the other just digging his claws in. Like you guys just hit uh, at the same time and this guy screeches. It's abruptly cut off. And then he just kind of sways back and forth, drops to his knees, and just before he face plants, Myth lets go, and uh, daintily, daintily jumps off and just kind of, like, does that little, like, prancing little paw thing cats do. Like cats do, yeah, landing mm -hmm. on all fours. Uh-huh, and then just kind of, like, looks a little prim and proper and just kind of, like, smugly walks along, like, hmm, it's right, I did that. And uh, job complete. Uh huh. And then you watch Myth turn and like start kicking some snow at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that guy is officially dead. Yeah. So technically, you're out of combat at this moment. What would you like to do? Get away from the cube. Okay. Get away so, from uh, Asha's gonna. You're gonna jump down off of the Yeti. I assume from the other side. Um, where would you like to stand? <laughs> You want to, like, uh, circle around? And, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go towards Val. Okay. So we'll put you over here with Val. So you circle around the boulder with Val. Uh, Jazara, who now seeing that the enemy is gone, kind of turns her attention to the cube and the goose and is going to start inspecting the cube with the goose in it. And, so why uh, is the goose not on fire? And, yeah, Jazara is going to kind of look at it, and uh, you guys can all roll me... Anybody who wants to can roll me a perception check uh, with in regards to the goose. 15. Jazara gets an, and also gets an 18. Um, so you guys kind of like are looking at this goose, kind of like circle up a, a little bit, but staying out of the range of the uh, of the cube. And like Sir Goosington looks fine, just a little discombobulated, <laughs> uh, but he's about a foot into this cube. And Jazara's like, I think we have to get him out. Can I <sighs> stick my staff in there and pull him out? Would you like um, your staff to come well, back? Will it burn? Do you want to find out? Not really. It's up to you whether or not you stick your staff in there and find out. Uh, not really. I like my staff. Okay. Uh, Jazara, who is like standing there staring at, at, at the goose, also looks back at the mask on the wall. And uh, she looks at uh, Asha and she's like, you want to walk around there? You wanna... <laughs> like, mm -hmm. miss, I can walk up walls. 
Does that apply to walking up meaty, meaty ice walls? I was gonna ask that earlier. I was like, does it count? I, just, I mean, I don't see why not. It's like, Desara kind of looks at you and it's just like, I mean, you can try. So. Alright, what do I gotta roll? Do nothing. A, uh, no. You walk over to this wall. Um, Desara, before, like, before you go over there, Desara tells you don't touch the mask with, like, your bare hands. Like, we'll wrap it in and like, Asha gives her withering glare. And Desara just <laughs> puts her hands up like, sorry, sorry, it's to Valkyria, we gotta warn her on these things. <laughs> My bad. I heard that. You were supposed to. Yeah. Are we wrong? Right. No. And then Asha's gonna take a walk up the wall. And a you, like, you, up the wall. You put your foot like on the wall, and then you gotta put your other one in. Just as you do, there's this little whoop, and you turn around, and standing face to face with Valkaria is this just ancient-looking monk. He's completely bald. His wrinkles have wrinkles that have wrinkles on them, but he looks weirdly, like, buff at the same time. <laughs> He's standing with one foot on the ground, and the other one is kind of, like, making that four, you know, where you your, put your foot against, like, your knee and everything like that, and it's up, and his hands oh. are, like, together, like, Pretty in this... Closed. Like, yeah, in, like, this fist... And uh, he's directly in front of that. Like, there is so little space between the two of you, Valkaria. And he's got, like, this really long, pointed white beard. And he's wearing these yellow, uh, like, monk-style robes. And, um, like, uh, Asian-style monk robes. Not, yes. like, Western-style monk robes. And he takes his hands and he puts both of them, one on each side of your face, Valkaria. And he looks at you uh... just eye to eye. And he says, do not eat yellow snow and then he vanishes <laughs> how did he figure you were the one shut up Masha <laughs> y'all see that y'all hear that yeah um, that was your last wild magic roll from when you rolled four in a row <laughs> oh! I figured. and it is an ancient monk appears and imparts a very basic piece of wisdom upon you and vanishes <laughs> If my dad had been DMing, been, uh, don't take any wooden nickels. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so that does happen to you. And then, Asha, if you would like to proceed walking up the wall, you may. Yes, I will. Away from that. <laughs> Away from the pop. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you go and you walk up the wall, and as you do that, Jazara's gonna move and like climb on top of the Yeti, where like the cube and the Yeti meet, which is the side that the goose happens to be closest to. Um, Ashley, you walk up this wall, and as you do, like the wall starts to like shake a little more violently, and cracks start to appear up the ice, and this creature is that's embedded in this wall is like, if you take what belongs to me. I will come for your life. Didn't intend to touch it. Just want to see what it is. Thank you. Also, who the fuck are you? And the wall, like, really starts to uh, shake. And Orvo uh, starts to get very uncomfortable and nervous. And, like, he kind of, like, scoops Myth up. And, like, he's holding on to Myth. He's like, we need to get out of here. We are, this is the cult. This is the dragon cult I warned you guys about. We should probably get out of here before other people show up. And Jazara, who's like leaning oh, over, cool. like looking at this this gelatinous cube, is like, yeah, give me a minute. I think I gotta rescue a goose. Um, <laughs> you just hear her too. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. And uh, the whole room just starts to really just just shake. 
And uh, Asha, what are you going to do about this mask? It looks just, as you get up to it, um, roll me an uh, investigation check, please. And then roll me an arcana check. Investigation, nine. Mm-hmm. And then arcana. Oh, shoot. I grabbed it and it flipped. Poop shoot. Twelve. Twelve. As you're looking at the mask, it looks really similar to the one you guys already have. It has, like, white scales on it instead of the green ones, like the ones you already have. It's the same size, same shape, and everything like that. And as you're next to it, you feel it give off this horrible pulse of magic that feels so similar to the one you guys already have. And it just, everything about you tells you that this is cursed, but this is extraordinarily powerful. And mm-hmm. as you look to the, like, to the side, because um, the one wall, like, to the side, uh, to the left of you guys, is just this giant mural, one you've seen before. And it is the five-headed dragon mural that you saw in the cave where you found the first dragon mask. And you hear, like, in your head, like, this creature, and it's like, she will come for you. She will come for everyone on this worthless, pathetic planet. Who is she? Why does she care? And uh, yeah. he, he answers you he in this loud, booming voice that just makes your head hurt. It's like, Tiamat, we will release her, and she will release me. And upon this world, we will unleash a plague of dragons until there is nothing left of you puny, pathetic mortals. Yeah, 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 big, scary fucking dragon. And Zara, who's else? still inspecting the cube, is like, doesn't stop you from being embedded in ice now, doesn't it, motherfucker? <laughs> and she... Everyone stop eating this fucking dragon. We've had enough. Pretty much. The, the, yeah, the party is just like... <laughs> yeah. Um, Jazara is, against her better judgment, but not really having any other choices, is going to stick her hand into the cube. And she is going to try and pull Sir Goosington out. She's got, like she's gonna like wraps one of her hands like she takes her javelin out and she like sticks it into this yeti so like but it's between her and the cube so like the cube can't like pull her into it um, and she kind of like wraps one arm around and she sticks her hand into it grabs Sir Goosington by like his little scarf and just yikes. <laughs> she's gonna have to make a strength saving throw for that one and yeah so she reaches in she grabs Sir Goosington and it takes a lot of effort to pull this goose out of it and she you can see her like just start like the sizzling as it like burns down her arm and she pulls and pulls until all of a sudden she just like flings this goose from the force of what she was and yeah it, and you just see like this goo covered goose just go as it just splats on the ground and sir goosington just kind of like covered in goo he has his little like wings out and everything and he just kind of like flops around for a minute before he writes himself and he's like hey and he just kind of flings his like wings around <laughs> just a series of very unhappy things <laughs> and uh sir goosington is now uh like on the other side in the direction which you guys assume you came from and uh, Asha, you are still on this wall, and it is starting to shake, and you can see that the ice is cracking, and the whole room is starting to like crack as the ice like starts to it, like the cracks start to crawl up the walls. Actually, oh. frozen meat. Frozen. frozen. Well, the one wall is a frozen Actually. meat wall, and the other ones are ice walls. So the frozen meat wall starts to crack along with the other ice walls. And hey, uh, Asha. 
Use your whip to grab the dragon mask. It's like two feet in front of her because she's standing like right up there next but to I, it. You yeah. shouldn't touch it. She hasn't touched it yet. So uh, I will say if you try to whip it and it misses and you not get it like off, um, there's a chance that it will hit you in the process. Great. And I do mean the mask. So. Or it will, or I can just see it now. It just slides down like a terrible toboggan <laughs> and hitting everything in its way. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, you know you have the option of like throwing like a cloak over it or something like that. You could even yeah. get Valkaria to try and do it with her mage hand if you wanted to. Oh um, yeah. I'm. Don't you think it's too heavy? It's a mask. It can't be that heavy. Yeah, it, it's within the realm of her being able to pick it up. So sure. Val? Yes. Would you like to grab it with the mage hand? Sure, why not? Okay. I get to touch things with my mage hand. All right, you gonna walk over to it? I'm gonna walk over to just under Asha uh-huh. and hum the stupid little icy London, icy France, as you. Don't you. <laughs> She's wearing pants. I'm wearing pants. I know, but it's funny. So I hum that and I use my mage hand to bring it down. You take one point of damage for that. <laughs> She fumbles it a little, and, uh... So, Valkaria, you reach up with your mage hand. Like, you're a little bit, you're standing there, you're having a good time, kind of, like, taunting Asha a little bit, and you summon your mage hand, and you reach it up there, and the second it closes around that mask, and you lift it off the wall, the entire room shakes violently. Everyone make me a dexterity saving throw, not to fall on your ass. Fourteen. 14. 16. 16. Um, and Orvo... Orvo falls, and he's holding Myth, uh, and so, like, they, they fall to the ground. And, uh, Asha, you, like, the wall cracks where you're standing, and you do fall to the ground. And you're gonna take... Take <coughs> two points of damage for that. Damn it! And you fall right next to Valkaria, who's still holding this, uh, mask up in the air. And, uh, this creature in the wall and it starts talking and it's just his voice gets louder and louder foolish foolish mortals you think this was all the legion that i had you think this was the extent of my people there's a city i have a city at my command and there will be more of them and they will come for you and the wall starts to crack and you can hear coming from the direction of where that yeti had been a loud, like, clamoring noise starts to happen, and everybody make me a perception check. 18. 13. You can tell that that is the sound of a lot of fucking footsteps coming for you. One day, one day, in this task that we have been given, we will not get trampled. And today is not so you, Valkari, you have this mask in your mage hand, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Asha, you stand up, and you can hear coming down the hallway just like a shit ton of people. Mm-hmm. But you're the only two who hear it so far, so what would you like to do? I am going so Val is going to... And I will say, just for the record, this is on the <laughs> upper left hand side of the cavern. Yeah. The lower right hand side of the corner, that's the tunnel you guys came from. And is that where they are? No, the, or they're, it, they're right the next is. to you. Yeah, they're right next Region to you. Okay. The, where you guys came <clears throat> from is where Sir Goosington is currently flipping goo off of his wings. So, well. Val is going to uh, run away from wherever she's at. Okay. While 
grabbing, like looking for some kind of cloth in her bag or satchel to wrap around okay. the mask to put it back in her backpack. Okay. So yeah, you... I, I think running and screaming run is going to be working. Orbo, get the cat. Let's go. Let's go. Move it, people. Move, move, move. And Jazara will hop down off the Eddie. She's like, what the hell's happening? I don't know, but I hear thundering footsteps and I want to go. Fuck. So Jazara's going to grab the javelin, then scoop up the goose in the process, and uh, all of you guys start just booking it. Orvo gets up, and uh, Myth is, like, cradled in his arms, but, I, like, Myth's claws are digging into, like, his shoulder and his arm as you guys just start Orvo's taking Orvo's going to be more beat up than by this guy. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, he's just, he's, yeah, he's not having a time, so. <sighs> Boom. So you, like, dart down this hallway, and uh, it... Like, it starts to open up, and but you can see that, like, there's a wall of ice in front of you, and then, like, the pathway kind of curves to the right a little bit, and uh, you guys are going to run, uh, there's only really one way to run in that, in that moment. You guys run into mm-hmm. this, uh, space, and you kind of, like, single, have to single file, like, squeeze yourself past some of the ice, and, uh, you have the option, as you're standing there, left or forward. <laughs> When in doubt, go left. Okay. You guys start darting left, and uh, you run uh, like up this hallway, and like the the tunnel kind of like curves around, and uh, it's just humongous walls of ice. And you hear from behind you the cacophony of like noises and footsteps is getting a lot louder, a lot faster. And uh, you can hear, and the ice like in the cavern in these walls is starting to crack as you run. And, like, pieces of it are starting to, like, break off and, like, crash to the ground around you. And uh, you kind of come around this curve here. And uh, you keep going. And you go, and uh, you come to a juncture. And uh, down or forward? Forward. Forward. Yeah. And uh, hey! you, you, like, walk into, like, this section. And now you have three choices. You can go forward, left, or right. You choose forward. 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 You run forward, and uh, you have two choices now as you run, like, past this little T-juncture, and uh, you can go forward, like, around a bend, or you can go down. Forward. Forward. Forward more, or forward, or to the right. Which would be down. Yeah. Oh, no. You can go down. Um, looks like it. You can make me a perception check to see if you think that's a wall. 17. 18. Uh, yeah, everybody else does too. And you could like, Asha, your dark vision is just fucking fantastic. You have 300 feet of dark vision. You look over there and you can just see that uh, it does end in an ice wall. The ice is oddly dark and it looks like there's these like claw markings across it. But you do All right, no. that's a wall. <laughs> that, is, that is a wall, folks. We are going this way. Thank you. And you kind of like curve around a bend and uh, you guys are all just taking off running and then you can hear... Uh, what is just this loud crash of ice and you turn around and part of that ice wall you were just standing by crashes to the ground. Everybody make me a dexterity saving throw not to get hit by ice shards. 20, not natural. Mine was natural. Nice. Ooh, Jazara got an 18. However, uh, Orvo only got a 6. So he is going to get 
like have a piece of the ice land on him and he's gonna get stuck great so somebody's gonna have to take a moment to get him the fuck out of this ice and you hear him like just yell as he hits the ground and uh, a little hissing sound from myth that's fine but like he jumped out of uh, orbo's arms but uh uh, he myth runs back and standing on top of Orbo's head, and, and uh, he's just like pulling on him with his claws. Get up, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> uh, I will come back and because I gotta get my cat too. And um, Jazara will go right now. Uh, and... Make a strength check to try and pull this ice off of him. Eleven. Uh, Jazara gets a fourteen. Uh, it takes you guys a hot minute, but like to shove and like lift this ice, but you manage to lift it up just enough. And Valkoria, are you doing anything, my dear? Uh, I'm going to help. Yeah, sorry. Gonna you going to help? Yes. Uh, make me a strength, strength check to try and pull Orbo out from underneath. 19! 19! Jesus. So you, you're you done. You're done with this cave. Done, you're done, done with this shit. <laughs> and uh, so, like, as Asha and stomp uh, over Zara, just, ah! yeah, like, are lifting this ice, you reach down, grab Orbo, and just yank him as hard as you can, and just he slides on the ice, like, five feet in front of you guys. And uh, he gets up, and you guys just all start taking (laughs) off down this cavern. Alrighty, you're going down this hallway. Yep. Alright, you want to go to the left or to the right? Right? Right. Right. (laughs) Learn something every day. As you, like, the cavern, like, really starts to narrow in, and then just as you, like, go past a super narrow part and you hear more crashing noises, more of this ice and uh, starts to fall and crash and the walls are cracking and even the ground is starting to crack and these, like, small splits in the ground are starting to happen, uh, you come into this large open space and there's a path to the left and then there's a part to the down to the right. Where would you like to go? Right. Right? Down? Mm-hmm. Okay. Val, you good with that? Can... Yep. And when we're done, can we see what we didn't take? <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, you guys start heading down, and you just pick the right path. And you guys oh, just yeah! take off <laughs> running. Her dark vision. And uh, as you, like, burst out of this cave and uh, into what it looks like the most derelict street you have ever seen <laughs> um, But yeah, I can show you guys what you... Uh, up here is a dead end uh and that is this path over here area would have just led you right into a wall um over here is just kind of like a dead zone if you guys would have gotten caught in here and made it all the way down before realizing it and stopping coming back you would have run into the army that was following you uh the same thing with this path this would have been another dead end and uh, they would have caught up to you right about here if you hadn't and this would have actually been the other one would have been a shorter path they were about and... two turns behind you at that point. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, like, they would have been further away behind, but you guys went the long way around for that one. So, But, yeah, you guys mm-hmm. make it out of the cave. And you come Ta-da! bursting out into the street. Um, and uh, as this cave behind you just really starts to, like, crack and crumble. And you start taking off down the road. And, what it, like, the, the street you are in, these buildings just look like they were just shabble like just, they're so shabby and like there's nothing to them and there <laughs> is like there's pieces of it the very base shells are what's left there's just wood strewn everywhere it's rotted it, the whole place reeks and as you're running just down the street and like people are starting to come like out of these buildings and they all have that same zombified look on their faces 
And they're not doing anything to you, but they're watching you guys as you run down this street, uh, trying to get out of the city. And uh, Valkaria, make me a perception check. 13. 13. As you're running by these buildings and like and like more and more people are starting to come out, you just out of the corner of your eye glance through one of these windows that has like only like pieces of the glass left. And standing inside the building, leaning up against the window, is that same tiefling guy from the tavern. He's leaning against the wall, and as you run past, he has the same mug he had when he was in that tavern. And he kind of lifts it up like as a little bit of a salute to you as you run past. And when you glance I, back again, he's gone. Oh, well. Val is just going to bring up her middle finger as she's running away. All right. You <laughs> flip him off as you guys run uh, out yep. the street. Wherever um, he is, he can see it. Fuck you. And Asha's just confused because she doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. No, what the fuck is going on? Mm-mm. And uh, Orvo, like, this whole time is yelling at you guys, just get out of the city. Get out of the city. We have to get out of here. And uh, you guys just booking it? Yes. Booking it. All right, you're just booking it straight out of the uh, out of the city, just as fast as you can, and just like you hear like this rumbling noise and like crashing. And if you guys look behind you, you see like some of the ice shards and everything spit out of the cave you guys have run out of. Nope, not today. Nope. Yeah, and you you take you uh, you run as fast as you can out of the city, and um, and lizards were bad enough. I don't need or do I want meat dragons. First time a cave's really been bad to you guys before, so. <laughs> um, and as you're running out of the city and you're you're just you're full tilt running as fast as you can, um, Asha, make me a religion check for me. Oh boy, okay. Thirteen. Thirteen. You your party now carries two extremely cursed items on them, and mm-hmm. one Valkyrie has, and the other one you know is in Jazara's quiver, and. The shield on your arm hums for a moment. And for this split moment, you feel magic really resonate with you and almost in warning. And it's about that same point where for just a moment, everything around you flashes red. And all of you see this. And the whole area flashes red. And if you look up, in the sky where this flash is coming from you'll notice that Ruidus, the moon, pulses once with red, twice this time brighter, third time and it seems to hold that bright light casting all of the snow in red for a moment before the pulse stops and it goes back to normal I can eat that snow, it's not (laughs) yellow The moon pulses red. Okay. Well, I can eat that now. <laughs> a little, another little note for Valkaria's self-preservation skills or lack thereof. <laughs> so you guys make it out of this city and Orvo at uh, is at his insistence. You guys just keep going. It's in the, by the time you get out of this cave, it's dark out. Um, when the moons are high in the sky and you guys just, he keeps you guys traveling all night and insisting, he's like, we have to get away from the city as quickly and as far away as possible. And you guys are exhausted, you're tired, but you keep going and you keep moving and he just does not let you guys stop at this point and uh, just keeps pushing you further until he deems it uh, safe and as you guys are going, 
Um, give me perception checks, please. You've traveled a couple hours at this point. Fourteen. Nine. Fourteen. Nine. Uh, Mel is tired. And, uh, so as you guys are walking, um, you guys start to notice, like, these pieces of, like, rock, but that aren't just, like, rugged rock. They're actually look like they're smooth and have been shaped. And, uh, there's just a couple of them branching out here, there, and, uh, when he, Orvo starts to see this, uh, he starts steering you in the direction of more of them, and as you guys go, you notice, like, more of these, like, then suddenly, like, partial walls of stone walls appear, and then, like, slight arches and stuff like that, and, like, crumbling, like, pieces of what looked like it might have been a street at one point, and as you start to move, you see more and more and more of these, like, what look like ruins almost as you're as you're moving along and uh you eventually as you're walking he leads you guys through this uh path and you come to what looks there's like these frozen like puddles of water and uh, everywhere you look there's like partial walls and like some of not all of them are like flat like they had been there but like some of them are like tilted like they've hit the ground at like a weird angle and like there's pillars that have fallen over and um, Orvo leads you guys like through around some of this water, and he's and he says, "Let's go further in where there's more of a structure." And you can see in the distance like there's these half walls that are still up. And uh, and he tells you, "It's like we can try and get some shelter over here by this by the structure." And you walk along, and you kind of like step through uh, like some frozen like water puddles and like and uh, over ruins, and everything is just an absolute mess, and it's. Like, everything is broken and ruined and covered in snow and age. And it just, as you look at it, it just looks old and ancient. And he leads you over to, like, where this building is. And uh, there's just a couple of walls and a bit of a platform that's left at this point. And uh, this is what you see. You come around a, uh, a corner. And as you do, there's also, I have a version of this picture in the light, and I'll show it to you in a minute, so it's easier to see. But you come around, like, this corner of, like, these buildings, and you realize that what you thought was a building is actually just the only two remaining walls left of this building. There's a bit of stone on the ground, you can see some archways, but as you come around the corner, uh, the one of the walls that's only intact is covered in bookshelves. And you see, like, books and knickknacks and things like that scattered all over the place. There are still some books, like, in the shelves. But these gigantic crystals are also, like, embedded in the walls and the ground. There's a two, on one wall, it's a, two floors. There's a set of what look like uh, the stairs on one side. Though they're how put together and still standing they are, you know, is a little, little iffy. Um, but uh, you, you see these wall these bookshelves on two different floors and then on the, the other wall it's more in shambles and you see uh kind of like pieces have crumbled off of the top of it and like these shelves are covered in like snow there's also just um pieces of what look like maybe have been like boxes and supplies and just like things that are just have been buried with what looks like snow and age and time and there's like these plants growing out of these ruins at this point and uh, Orvo kind of gestures you guys a little closer to, like, these ruins, and, uh, he says, These are some of the ruins of Aeor. There, you'll find pieces like this scattered all over Isilgross. And this is, uh, I haven't really, he looks around and he's like, I haven't been to this one before, but 
There's places like this all over. You can find pieces of what was left of the city. Val is just already walking towards the bookshelves and all the stuff to see if she can find something. Okay. Like, he's just talking and she's just gone. Just already. Yeah. Now, question. Mm-hmm. Could Val, like, I guess hone into her crystal mm-hmm. for Hallow's Eve and try and see if there's, like, anything that would call out to her amongst the rubble? Sure. Um, you can use it as a way to, like, uh, give me an arcana check if you'd like. Okay. Um, so go ahead and uh, give me an arcana check. Thirteen. Thirteen. As you're using your crystal, like, mm. and you're walking around, like, you just get the- f- there's faint bits of, like, magic coming off of a lot of this. And it's not just, like, the room, but, like, these crystals. And there's a- you get, like, the impression that there's magic. Like, if you're standing facing the wall of bookshelves, magic to the right of you. Maybe even on the other side of that wall. Uh, is where you would sense the most, like, magic. But there's nothing in front of you on these shelves that really just gives off anything for you at a 13. Alright, well, Val is gonna walk around to the other side of the wall to see if she can, like, dig or get closer to something. Okay. Um, while you're doing that, uh, Asha, what would you like to do? I was just gonna have Myth run wild and see if there was anything up in these shelves that, uh... So you summon Myth, and uh, as soon as you do, he he just, he's, like, sitting, like, on your arm, and he, like, crawls up to your shoulder, and he's just staring transfixed at these (laughs) shelves. But he he kind of looks around, and he, he just kind of looks at you, and he says, We are in a very ancient place, my dear. Would you like to explore? (laughs) And he kind of, like, hesitates a moment as he looks around, and he says, Yeah. Are you sensing something bad? He looks at you and says, be very careful. Magic this old and ancient, it's not always nice. Val, don't touch anything. (laughs) As you hear things like moving and being rummaged around (laughs) it on the other side of the wall. And Asha takes deep breath. (laughs) Myth, if you'd like to go read some books, be my guest, I'm going to go stop her. (laughs) And he says... I think I will. And, he, and without looking at you, he's, he's still like staring at the space around you. And he says, "Be careful what you touch." Val, <laughs> don't you hop down. Touch like, anything. Myth slowly starts making his way. Very slowly starts making his way up those stairs. And uh, Jazara uh, has and has looked at Orbo and she says, "Can we camp here?" He says, "It's for the best." What remains of this place will keep the wind off of us and it'll at least provide shelter in some way. So she's gonna start, like, uh, she starts to, like, unload stuff, sees Asha turn and run after Valkaria, <laughs> looks at Orvo and, like, hands him, like, some of their, like, their packs of supplies and stuff like that. He's like, you, you deal with that. I have to go deal with this. <laughs> and, uh, like, she, she just is trying so hard, just so hard not to just lose her fucking mind at the moment. Um, I'm gonna switch this to the daylight one so it's easier for you guys to see it. Cool. Um, and uh, this is one of the places I built in my game. I was, that was not gonna be my question. It was, yeah. Is this one of yours? Yeah, this Cute. one's one of mine. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Like, I still have it, like, in my game. 
because I wasn't sure how extensive you guys were going to like dig through this. I'm like, you know, in case they need to see a different angle of it or whatever. Um, but Valkaria, you kind of like run around like the other side of this wall, kind of following like the pulse of magic through the crystal. And as you come around this other wall, there is a gigantic like crystalline dome. And it, like there's snow like piled on top of it. And it shimmers as you look at it, but it's completely like a spherical dome. And like it goes into the ground, so like it stops. Um, and it's probably about 20 feet away from you. Run up to it and stick my face in it, see if I can see down it. So you you approach this, and as you yeah. approach it, um, you can't see through it from the, the 20 feet of distance, and you run right up to it. And as you run up to it, you realize as you get to it, you can see in it. And it's probably about 10 feet. And there's a figure in it, and they are frozen in time, and they're they're not moving. And they look, they're holding a bag, they're wearing a cloak, and it's like pulled down over their face, and they have a bag. And they look like, and like there's partially, it's very strange to you, because around you there's ruins, there's nothing, but in this room is perfectly preserved. You could see the floor in perfect detail, the table that's in front of this person, the things that are on the table in front of them, and, like, the bag that they're holding, and, like, what they're, they're reaching for, like, a pile of books, and you can see kind of, like, papers and things sticking out of the bag they already have, but they're just completely frozen, reaching for something, and everything in the room is completely intact, like, you just walked into a normal room, including this person, but they're not moving. Val, um, Val hesitates. She's okay. intrigued. Very, Ooh, very intrigued. Valkaria hesitates. Jesus, they didn't write that down. Long thing. enough. For... <laughs> like, she's very intrigued. So she decides she's going to tap on this crystal dome with her staff. Okay. So you take your staff, you tap at it, and it's solid. Like, and it, like you, it just, it feels like you're almost tapping against stone. Uh, I think it's stone. Obviously, I can't break it. You can try. <laughs> uh, Val is gonna tap on it a little harder, see if she can. I don't know if it's gonna do anything. Like, if maybe the people in the person inside can still hear. Who knows? Are you tapping it or are you trying to do damage with it? I'm tapping it. Tapping it. So you hit your staff against it and. Like, you guys, can me, you can give me an arcana check. Okay, I'm gonna yell. She's gonna yell, guys, as she does the arcana check. And at this point, Asha has come around the corner with like a little skid stuff. Oh no, she's already touched it. <laughs> <laughs> and Jazara is bolting like right behind you at this point. She's like, oh god, oh god. Fifteen. Fifteen. As you're standing here, like the magic that comes off of this dome does not feel familiar in any way but it's you can see it's extremely advanced magic and they're in uh hanging off of like the wrist of a on a bracelet uh, of this person is this what looks like this beautiful blue crystal and it's glowing even now and it's the same color as this uh dome that's around them and you get the impression that that crystal is what is causing this dome to appear. Um, and as you're you're standing there, you understand 
whatever magic this is, it's extremely powerful. And if you wanted to take it down, it would take it a significant amount of force. Whether that's magical or physical, you're not really sure. Now, Val has three elemental spheres. She does. Are any of them reacting to this? Give me a perception check. Six. Six. And uh, you know, as you look at them, they don't, they don't seem to be doing anything. Guys! Uh, Osh. She's done to it already. And Zara starts to come up behind you. She's like, uh, is it dangerous? That's all I, I need know. to know. I don't know. There's someone inside. Probably. What? Zara kind of like speeds up at that point. And she yells, Orvo, there's somebody over here. <laughs> and uh, he, he he starts making his way over there too. But uh, Asha and Zara are both at, beside you at this point, staring at this dome. Uh, Asha, anything specific you'd like to do? Um, I'd like to examine it. Maybe sure. without touching. Sure. But, give uh, me um give me an investigation check and then an arcana check, please. Okay. Investigation check is a thirteen. Okay. And then Arcana is a nineteen. Ooh, alright. Um, you notice pretty much the same thing she, uh Valkaria does when it comes to what's inside. Is it's oddly preserved. There's like stuff is put together. It looks like somebody just like cut a circle in a in a home and then just put it right here in the middle mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you do notice like as you walk like around the dome you still can't see like the person's face like their hood is pulled down um, mm-hmm. but uh, it looks like they're just frozen in a moment in time as you stare at this dome you get the impression it can be broken it would just take a lot of uh, power or force to do it hmm. okay like a, a significant amount of it what are you thinking Keep looking at me. Well, would it, um, would two or more spellcasters be able to do something about it? I was just talking spell. I thought she was going to throw me into it. No. <laughs> you don't know? Mm-hmm. You can give something a shot if you'd like. Let's see. What would be... Can I do anything with... Would Thaumaturgy do anything if I just said loud and then (laughs) would it shatter? I don't believe so. Damn. Okay. Um, hmm. While she's thinking, Val is just going to spin around and cast Ice Knife, see if it does anything. Okay. I'm in danger now. All right. My last spell. You use your last spell slot and you cast Ice Knife at it. Um, you form like this shard of ice and you fling it right at this thing and it that ice slams into this uh, sphere and it shatters against it. Doesn't really have done anything. Well that was useless. What do you and, think, Jazz? Uh, I think that Valkaria should roll me a wild magic surge. Oh yeah. I think Jazz should throw her javelin at it. That was that was on my list of things. <laughs> Jazara kind of looks at it. She's like, are we sure we want to break it? Just, just 90. 90. This is also a fair question from Jazara. I mean, maybe the lightning will deflect whatever the hell magic it is. Who knows? Uh, 90. What is Valkaria thinking in this moment as she throws ice knife? <laughs> just thinking, I don't know, force. Break, break the damn sphere. 
dumb. And as you think that, you cast Sending. And all the way back in Pale Bank, uh, Ergon, or not Ergon, um, Elro, hears those thoughts. And then oh, you, no. in your head, hear, who's that? <laughs> Somebody there? <laughs> Hello? What sphere? What? <laughs> and it's the familiar voice of Ergon, or uh, Elro. an old man, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And, and it just, it goes away. But just for a moment, you heard his voice in your head. And he heard you. And uh, for the record, that one is, you cast Sending to a character of the DM's choice. <laughs> Poor Elro, he's like, the fuck was that? <laughs> what? Sphere? <laughs> Imagine he's in meditation and he just hears that. The fuck? I don't know what to do. Does Orbo have any uh, insights? Uh, yeah, yeah, he comes around the corner at this point and he looks over and he's like, ah, you found one of the, uh, the domes. Those aren't very common all the way over here. Usually you find that on the bigger island. But there's... The uh, legend has it that when Aeor fell, Aeor was an extraordinarily magical city and a lot of the people were spellcasters. Well, they were rumor has it is that they were planning on taking down gods, proving that they were better, stronger than the gods, and the gods angered at this in, um, during the calamity the only time the betrayer gods and the other gods got along was when they decided to take Aeor and fling it from the sky into the ground well, not all of the mages were unprepared and some of them activated these domes, and he kind of, like, knocks against it. There is rumor they can be broken. We're not really sure how. I've never seen it, and I've never known anybody who says they can do it. But if one could be broken, and one of these mages of Aeor is inside it, the amount of knowledge, wealth, it would change everything. They had so much more magic and knowledge than we did. And he gestures at this one, uh, who has, like, a bunch of books and notes and things like that, and says, If they know something, and they probably do, I can't imagine what secrets they know, what they hold. Jazara, give me your spear, thingy. No. Javelin. No. Give me! No. But no. maybe they can help us. And she'll take out her javelin, and she's like, <laughs> I will try it, but you're not touching it. The last person who had it that wasn't me, I died. So no. <laughs> and uh, Jazara will try it. She'll try throwing her javelin at it. And she takes the javelin and, like, she just kind of rams it, like, into the side of it. And you, like, feel the reverberation of the magic of, like, her weapon hitting this fear. Uh, and it kind of reverberates through it. But it doesn't break it. Um, but you feel, like, the reverberation of magic. Did it do anything? Scratches, dents, anything? Jazara kind of looks at it and like, uh, it still looks like a magical dome. Damn it! Alright, I'm gonna go take a nap. Asha, would you like <laughs> to try anything? Val's done. I'm still trying. I don't know what to do. Val's done. She's out of I spells. Mean, if, She's if you want to throw a spell at it, you can throw a spell. It doesn't really, like, you could throw inflict wounds at it, guiding bolts at it, you know? Where's the goose? Oh, the the goose is, uh, if you as you With walk myth. back around uh, the building, like, the goose who has spent a 
very unhappy time, like, tucked under Jazar's arm in, like, a football, uh, is over there just, like, rolling in the snow, trying to clean a bunch of this goo off of it. And, uh, like, as you turn around the corner to go back to, like, this area that, El- uh, that um, uh, Orvo has set up for camp, you see, like, a small, like, tent and things set up. He's got a fire going. There's, like, a pot that he's put on it for he's cooking something. Um, and uh, you just see the goose. It's just rolling in the snow. Just rolling in the snow. Like a, like a chinchilla having a dust bath. Like, just <laughs> rolling in the snow. Come on, and Goose. He, and he goes, eh, and he like shakes his wings at you, eh, which still has like three uh-huh. bits. I'll help you get the goop off. Come on, we're gonna sit down, have him eat, take a nap. Let's go. Yeah, and since Asha can't quite <laughs> decide on a path, of, she's gonna go consult with Myth and see if he found anything interesting in any of the books. Okay. You, the whole group starts to make their way back around mm-hmm. and, uh, as, as you guys start to gather, like, around the fire and everything like that, and, uh, Myth is, like, you can't see Myth, and, uh, Orvo's gonna start, like, dishing out, like, food and stuff like that. You can hear, like, little clattering sounds as Myth is, like, digging around and stuff like that. You guys start to eat, like, a quick, like, but warm dinner and stuff like that, and, uh, Val, maybe you help, like, pull some of the, like, the gooey pieces off of Val the is leaning then. against that, that blue crystal. Uh-huh. It just... Trying to get the goop off the duck. The, yeah. The, the goose. I'm sorry. As he, as you like pull, you like, it stretches as it's attached to his feathers before popping off and you like have to fling it into the snow. And then like you just do that over and over. It's like these gooey goops are all over him. Uh, one thing you do notice about Sir Goosington is now, um, like he's, he was wearing his little scarf and everything. He's got his little bag, but sticking out of like his little bag is, uh, kind of looks like a tooth. No, oh, no. Where'd you get that? Sir Goosey. Like, Val is like, you know, she's plucking this goo off him and she notices it. She's like, is that a tooth? Where'd you get a tooth? Give me a nature check, please. Do I have a nature? I do not. Fourteen. Fourteen? That's a big tooth. That's a real big tooth. Goosey, what did you do? Uh, is it else? you. Gonna look what at did the, you do? Look at the tooth? Asha's gonna put her hand out and say, can I see the tooth? And he kind of, like, eyes you, but then he looks at Valkaria, who's still pulling, like, goo off of him, and he's like, mm-hmm. gives, like, a, 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 an okay, like, uh, little honk, as long as you keep pulling goo off of him. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna put my hand in front of him. Right. And, and uh, he, he, like, picks up the, the fairly large, like, several, like, four inch long tooth and he drops it in your hand and roll me goodness yes let me get that jazara kind of like comes up over your shoulder and she's looking at it too like what the hell uh 19 19 it occurs to you as you're like you're you're examining this tooth it's such a strange shape and it's it's very sharp like but just on the point and it's but it you get the impression that this might be like a smaller tooth for something that has much larger teeth as well, and you realize you're holding a dragon tooth. Goosey, nah. did you fight a dragon? Nah. Way to go, Goosey! Is that how you ended up in the, the cube? And then he just starts making a very serious, like, 
complicated series of like winged motions of like meh, 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 meh. and he, like you think he's like pantomiming something and it just doesn't make any like he starts flapping Stop. his wings and going meh like he's uh, like a dragon breathing fire <laughs> and then he like he stands up straight and goes meh, 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 meh. like he's like just ready for battle and then he just acts out what you think might be a fight <laughs> and you're not really sure and then he falls over at one point and then he rolls himself around a lot <laughs> he stands back up and then he just kind of flops himself from side <laughs> to side and then he eventually he just jumps up and he goes down just splatting himself on the ground and that's all he gives okay. okay all right can well, i continue scooping the goop off you now and he okay. nods and he waddles right back over to you and Jazara kind of looks at you guys like, you get all that. <laughs> every Basically, word. he's alive. So, yeah, uh, that's every fair. word. Jazara kind of like pats her goosey pin's head. It's like, that's what counts. And uh, at that point, like as, as like she pats his head, you hear from above you, from Myth, aha! And he, and he yells, Asha! And it's not and like panicked, but it's excited Myth. And uh, what pops out of like as you like start like you're on your feet and you're turning around to look up and what pops out of these shelves is like if a child dressed up as a ghost like this cloth pops out and starts bouncing around and uh and you hear from inside of it is miss voice like look what i found look what i found look what I... and he's like he can't see anything because this whole cloth is covering him and as he's like kind of bouncing around and like he kind of like bounces towards the edge he's like asha and he like bounces and he falls out of the second story balcony <laughs> and like you go to dive and you go to catch him you're like oh my god um and Miss. as you and you catch him and you, as you do like this like cloth falls over the both of you and you're holding him and now covered in this cloth and he's like i found something interesting tell me tell me tell me and we don't take the cloth off we just went <laughs> and he's like what did you find look, He's like, look at it, look at it, look at it. And he's like pointing with his tail at this cloth. And uh, as you're looking at it, give me a perception check, please. <laughs> yes, cloth. What is so special? Um, I've got a 13. You can see with your 13, you can see like these little, there's little patches on it. And they look like they have like little symbols and stuff on it. And he says, he's like, take it off, take it off, take it off, take it off. When you pull it, it off. off. And uh, as you do, and you hold it up. And he's like, it's a cloak, but it's not any cloak. What kind of cloak? And he's like, this. <laughs> and he he seems very proud as he gets on, on your shoulders. And he's like, and he's like, and do know, I found it just for you, of course. And uh, and he says, this is not just any cloak, my dear. This is the robe of useful items. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> of useful items. Pray tell. How says, useful. <laughs> I haven't seen one of these in an age, my dear. But he that literally age. Yeah, that's very true. Yes, he does. And he says, but I do so love these. And uh, he says, you see these little patches here? And he gestures. Mm -hmm. And you notice at that point that the uh, cloak is covered in different patches and they look mm -hmm. like they're little like handmade like hand sewn little patches and uh i actually have a picture of it for you and i'm gonna send it to you yay but it is a uh gray cloak and on it has patches of various sizes some of them are round some of them are square some of them are diamond shaped 
um, and they all have different little images on them. But some of them you notice as you stare at it, the image like, kind of shifts and changes into something else. And uh, it's got quite a few little patches on it. And um, in fact, you can roll me now for D4. Yeah. Ah, come on. What's the love of? <laughs> okay, we got three. Mm -hmm. Three. Okay. Uh, two. Okay. And another two. So ten. Ten. All right. Uh, your cloak has ten different patches on it. Yay. And I will tell you, um, the whole cloak, because it's covered in these patches and everything like that, um, once a day, I will let you pull one of these patches off and to see what it is. Can I start now? Sure. Okay. Um, go ahead and you pull off uh, one of the patches and to determine what you do, roll me a D100. Uh oh. <laughs> uh Fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. Uh, as you reach over and like you're wearing this cloak and you pull off just one of the patches that's on the side, and as you do, a where the patch was, a potion poofs into your hand, and you are holding this large potion, and on the little label on it, it says one potion of giant size. Of giant size. <clears throat> And if you drink okay. it, it will make you giant-sized. Giant potion! Eat me. Eat drink me. me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It also has um, a couple of other ones. Like, the, those ones, you have ten of these, like, uh, one, these patches that where the image of it, like, shifts and changes. Uh -huh. But you also have two... Um, of each of the following that I'm going to tell you, you have two patches that look like a dagger, um, and I'll mm -hmm. send you the I'll send you the link for this too. Um, you have two patches that look like lanterns, mm -hmm. two patches that look like mirrors, mm -hmm. two patches that look like a uh, like a almost like a staff kind of pole. Okay. Uh, two patches that look like a coil of rope. Cool. And two patches that look like backpacks. What was it? One if for land, two if by sea? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Trinity Church. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I hear the word lantern and my mind goes straight to national treasure. I sent you the link for the item. I will say the D100 part, only probably half of it is still accurate with the list that I'm showing you. The rest of it I made and I substituted a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um... So, like, even if you look at the, the list, it's not entirely accurate. But the list of, like, the, the dagger and all that stuff is still there. Um, that's all normal. <gasps> a horse. Just pull a patch. There's a horse! Ah! Um, <laughs> With saddlebags. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You now have a room of useful items. A port... A portable ramp. Does, does Val still have the, the hair? She will for 24 hours, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I yeah. currently have a portable ram. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Um, yeah, so is there anything else you guys would like to do for the evening? Is there anything you want to do? 
Oh. Val wants to look through her bag and see, or she wants to look through everyone's bag and see what made it so heavy. All right. Ooh. As you're sitting there and uh, you're watching Asha like play with her uh, the patches on like her cloak and everything like that. Val is we... gonna go around and just grab everyone's bag and All take right. it back to her spot. And uh, as you like open it and everything like that, are you looking in the bag? Or are you watching like Asha or? I'm looking in the bag. Val is focused on this one thing that her ADD brain is saying must how, check. How close are you getting to the bag? Like, hand and face-wise? Probably on her lap. Yeah. Yeah? You stick your hand in there. And as you stick your hand in the bag, you're kind of feeling around, like, looking around. And that, and just as you're, like, moving some of your stuff around, there's a little... There's a little snap on your finger. And you... It hurts. And you pull your hand out. And hanging off of it... Is a crab. The fuck? <laughs> and, like, and about that time, a second crab crawls out of one of the other packs. And if you dig in the other ones, literally every pack that you guys have on you has at least one crab in it. Why are there crabs in the dark? Jazz, do you know how to cook crab? What the fuck's a crab? <laughs> I don't know, but that's what this thing is. And then I, I imagine Goosey would be very interested in them. Peck. Peck. Uh, <laughs> one of them goes up and it like it little it snips at Goosey's little tail feathers and Gooseington is pissed. And these <laughs> like crab versus goose epic battle begins as they just kind of snip at each other. And uh, while that is happening, like Orvo's collecting the other ones and throwing them in like in a pot. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you guys are strange, but handy. And that's uh, strange, but handy. And he leans over to Valkaria and he says, "Ah, at what point do we suck on the fish?" <laughs> Jesus, I couldn't believe we're not doing that. Val just looks at him and blinks once, going, "Get ah, yes, the fish." And she pats herself, trying to find more fish. You got a couple of fish in there. I think I have like two left, so uh-huh. maybe three. Yep. Val <laughs> just gives one to Orvo and be like, ta-da. Like, oh, oh I don't want to take your I had brought my own. And he pulls up this bag. He's full of fish. And he's like, is there a, a, a specific point we have to like to suck on them? Like, is there is there a, like a time and place for that? Or Val is just blinking at him while her tail is like switching behind her in amusement. <laughs> That only Jazara and Asha know what that means. <laughs> just, He's just staring at you, wide-eyed and curious. Um, at your heart's content, suck away. Like, and he, he kind of examines the fish. How does one, like, you have fish. It's like, how do you do this? I've never done this before. I'm interested in learning of your ways. Um, depends if you, start with the tail. Oh, God. Just stick the, t- stick the tail in your mouth and suck on it. And, he, and he's kind of like holding it and he's staring at it and it's like, how does, and like he kind of like bends the tail a little. He's like, how does that, how do you oh usually God. do it? Like, it is like just the whole tail? Like, what, how do you, how does this usually go? That's for your taste buds to let you know. Interesting. It's like, I've never had just raw fish like this. And he goes over and he like licks the tail of the fish, like. And you see Val's tail switching so much harder because he's trying not to laugh. And he just kind of goes, yeah, it's like. Mm. But this is an acquired taste. 
Yep, as Val just chomps the, like, Val just and goes, then... Lala like staring at him dead in the eyes, not smiling, mm. just takes a full bite out of the tail of her own fish and just chomps away, staring at him. As you eat this bra fish, <laughs> roll me a constitution saving throw. Because <laughs> you know what? And also, while you're doing that, a snowball, perfectly packed, <laughs> Sails over from Asha's side of the camp, beaning you in the face. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No roll necessary for that one. What did you get, dear? She hasn't rolled yet. We'll roll this time. Seven. Seven? Yeah. Yeah. Valkyrie has food poisoning. She's not gonna show it though, because she's having a great time fucking with this guy. She will, as she gets up to go to the bathroom many times throughout the night. <laughs> many times. Go far away from the camp! <laughs> and I would like to note that the DC to hit for that was 14, and was decided by our lovely Aaron many months ago when you first started keeping uh, those fish in your bra. I texted Erin ages ago, and I asked her to pick a number between, like, 10 and 15, and she picked 14. So. <laughs> there you go. Yep. There you go. So that was a tag team effort, I believe, from Asha and Jazar. From the past. From yeah. the past, yeah. Tag Val, team from the past. Val is not even mad. She's like, that was worth it. So you uh, guys, the third time she gets up to go to the bathroom, she will not feel this way. But <laughs> right now, it's fine. Her asshole's on fire at that point. Yeah, you have a very restless see... sleep as you keep having to get up maybe every, like, 45 minutes. You just see Asha just... just sit on the ice. It's like, uh. <laughs> Why is Asha sitting on the ice? Asha's <laughs> just sitting on the ice like, uh, what did Asha do to this? <laughs> gonna bed down for the evening yeah i mean yeah, valkari is not technically but uh the goose Val like is the, done for the night after the third time that you get up uh valkari like the goose goes and like lays with jazara instead and uh <laughs> just like uh -uh. traitor no the goose is just like me just mad at you for keep getting up and just like Meh. and uh yeah so you guys are you guys all bedding down for the night anything else you'd yep. like to do before the evening I mean, we had, <laughs> I got food poisoning, we had crab soup, I guess, because Orvo made it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so you guys all bed down for the evening, you, you know, you try to get some sleep, uh, you all get a long rest, and, uh, I, <laughs> for Valkyrie, it's a long night, not as much rest, but it still counts for a long rest. And, uh, you wake up pretty early in the morning, um... And uh, just to wrap out the episode, I'll ask if there's, did you want to do any looking in the bookshelves? And did you want to do anything else <coughs> with the dome? Yeah, I think I'll go look up at the bookshelves. Okay. And I'll bring, I'll bring the bookshelves. with me. Okay. I'll be like, did you see anything about the dome at all? 
And, uh, and it's like, in all honesty, I, I was more trying to sense out whether or not there was any evil magics around. He said, I didn't get a chance to explore the shelves too much before I found your lovely cloak. And he just, he seems so proud of himself for finding you that. And, and I uh, give him good head scratches. Good scratches. And you hear him purr and purr and purr, and he's sitting on your shoulder just having a great time. And uh, you guys all wake up in the morning. You have some more of that crab stew. Valkyrie Yum, might not. For breakfast. No, she, she might just gonna... eat some like hard tack or something like that that you guys have. So what you see though is Val getting the last remaining fish out of her, off her person and just uh-huh. flinging it into the snow. <laughs> We're done with Sir, the fish. Sir Goosington walks by like he's ooh look a fish and he walks by and he's like ooh, oh. he makes a terrible <laughs> face and he gets close to it turns around got, and waddles back. You just back hear to Val Jazara. going, "I wouldn't go near that." Yeah, and he waddles back to Jazara who like picks him up and is like holding him and uh, she will peruse with you guys. She's gonna look around the place a little bit and uh, you guys want to start looking at some books. Yeah. Yep. All right, who'd like to go first? I'll go. Go. Okay. Roll me a D100, please, dear. I have a cat. <laughs> 24. 24. <laughs> and this is from uh, dndspeak.com, and I'm using the 100 Band and Evil Tomes for this one. Oh, and your book is called A Treaty on Flesh, the Collected <laughs> Works of Abdrar. The gr- dark green leather bound home of vellum paper. This book is the fanatical collection and redistribution of the work of Amun Ard Drar, the perverter of form. The book is a collection of recovered, reclaimed, and recreated copies of the numerous experiments carried out by Abdrar. Author, an uncredited fanatic of the materials, interlaces the original work with handwritten historical accounts of applications and the results in the work. The original material takes the form of scientific essays and experiment logs, where a problem will be posed in a full catalog of steps taken to try and create a workable solution. The problems presented as such as can a deficit in cognitive function in, of necromantic flesh uh be reconstructed uh to which another book to hide from uh to which the paper goes in to outline creating spiritual hive minds and other ways to link and interconnect individuals yep hiding that one Uh, (laughs) yeah 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 and i like i have to take it i can't just leave it because she'll find it Uh uh-huh so now you have creepy book Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and Miss and I just look at each other like, you better get it. No, he's like, oh, but when you get a chance, burn it. Burn it with fire. We will do that. <laughs> All right. Um, Valkario, D100, please. 40. The Origin of Magical Species. Uh, the, the full title on it is The Origin of Magical Species by means of supernatural selection or preservation of uh, favored races in the struggle for survival. Basically, it's Darwin's book, but with magical animals. Alright. <laughs> I will roll one for uh, Jazara as she kind of like starts to peruse a little bit. Eleven. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Kingdom. <laughs> 
very much like a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but it looks like it takes place over kingdoms. Aww. All right. All right. Any other uh, book looking you'd like to do? Yes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Roll me another one. 26. 26. <clears throat> uh, Stranger in My Dreams. This book talks uh, about the author recalling the, the strange creature that keeps following her in her dreams. And uh, the book seems to be a diary that was never finished. And if you read the entire thing, it will cause, uh, it potentially causes psychic damage. Okay. Any other Better ones? No. Uh, I'll do one more. Sure. <laughs> Who curated this library? <laughs> 18. 18. <laughs> All right. Um, it sounds like you're gonna have to keep it away from you. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It's a little interesting, uh, considering where you guys are from, <laughs> but it's Beholder in the Eye of Beauty. Classic fashion tips for the beholder in your family. Okay. And I was have... gonna... Yeah, you want to do another one? I was going to do one more, and I'm just saying that's when Asha will pull her away and be like, enough. Just remember you have to carry it. Yeah. I guess you don't. You could just leave it. Fourteen? Fourteen. Wish it, want it, screw it. Detailed accounts of times that the wish spell back backfired horribly. Use it as a guide, pumpkin. <laughs> yes, mom. <laughs> is Jazz gonna go for another one? She is. Uh, and I'm just like, I don't understand how she keeps getting all of the uh, the Underdark <laughs> books. <laughs> <laughs> but it says uh, flumps. The Pleasant Surprises of the Underdark, a journal accounting sometime that a researcher spent living in the cloister of flumps. Uh, the author documented at least one every day for a month. Okay. Yeah. So she's got a, a, a research book about the Underdark from people who have at least a few hundred years gone. She cool. just kind of pulls that one out and she's just like, what do the people think where we live is? Like, what are these? What is the surface world's impression of our where we're from? It's clearly she, not good. And she looks at it and she's like, it's still better than the wolf fan fiction we saw earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you guys kind of like peruse the books, and Orvo, like, he kind of digs around and he finds a book called 101 Ways to Cook an Ooze. And as he holds it up to you, he's just like, huh, maybe we should have uh, kept some of that ooze that we saw earlier. No, no, and he kind of because he like kind of like starts picking at some of the pieces that was left over from sort of goose. No, like, he like Jazar just slaps his hand, just like leave it, leave it. No, no, like Val's gonna be next to Jazz, going try. No, no, try. I no. want to see what happens. She turns no. to you in undercom and she's like, "Stop trying to ruin this poor kid. We need him." <laughs> He's nice. He has not done anything to you. And I will do one last asking just for the, just to see, are you going to do anything else with the sphere? Val's going to kick it one last time on her way out. You're just going to try and kick so it? Just, just going to kick, you know, as I'm walking, as she's walking away, just kind of kick her foot behind her and be like, meh. As you kick it, it reverberates with magic. Just 
Dun, dun, dun. It very, it's very, like, it gives off this little pulse of, of magic. Val wants to investigate, but I think she's, she's going to be pulled away. If you want to cast, like, one last spell or something at it, I'll let you do it. But you'll have to roll uh, a wild magic surge. Should I? I mean... Okay. It's up to you. You've rested. You have all your spells back. You want to give it a shot. Just saying, it's your, it's your last chance before we end it for the session. And I only say that because I know none of us are going to remember it by the time the next session rolls around. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to use that one. What are my cantrips in? Is Chill Touch a cantrip? I believe so. That one is just like you just take the hand and like you're, you would just touch the dome. Yeah. No, she's going to fucking walk away. Okay. She's going to fucking walk away. The food poisoning kind of took it out of her. <laughs> For the day. All right, you guys. When we uh, meet again. When we meet again. Don't. You guys rest. You've rested up after being trapped in this cave and possibly almost being enslaved by a cult. And uh, you're in these ruins of Aeor, and uh, you guys have done a little bit of digging, a little bit of investigating as, as you've dug around some of these really ancient ruins and stuff like that. And you're still in here, and I'm gonna leave the party here and we'll pick up where okay. you guys are still in the ruins um and uh, that way we have a solid place to start from um asha has a new magical item yeah she's got her robe of <clears throat> many items and uh valkaria perhaps has a better appreciation of expiration dates and yeah. uh you guys have escaped and at this point you've all leveled five Yay! Yay! You now I can have my necromancy spells. So yeah, you can uh, start with your your new spells and everything like that. And uh, you've all did a little bit of uh, you've done a lot of hard work. Also, I will say, Valkaria needs to add some charges to her untamed magical surges. Oh yeah, add two. Add two to magical surges. Yeah. Where did I write that? Because that whole event was a lot. So, so that means we're level four. Four, yeah. Yep, you guys have leveled all the way up to level four. Um, Incredible! I will tell you your new hit point total. Oh, yeah, that's important. And you guys also, of course, now get your uh, your new feats and everything. Okay, so we need to decide on those. Gotcha. Um, what did you say I had to add two to a magical searches? Yep. How many um, do I have so far? You have two. This is your first time getting getting uh, surges for it. Plus two. Okay. And you guys can have your your feats now as you uh, confirm which ones of those that you want. Um, Valkaria, your new hit point total is up to 26. Hey. Mm, not so squishy. Not as squishy. Asha's new hit point total is 35. Oh. And you may also pick your feet whenever you What did we say my feet was? Shadow touched. The one I wanted was like God touched or something like that, right? Um, the one that you wanted divinely favored. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, I have all your guys' potential uh stuff in in different worksheets. So And I, Uh, I got the new spell with that one, right? The inflict wounds. Yeah, you'll take inflict wounds with this yeah. with this new one. Um, 
because you you already pre-decided on what you were going to do with that one. How yeah. do I get prestidigitation? Oh my god. <laughs> so you, <Thank> you <laughs> So you can learn uh, a new you can learn a new spell, but you can also learn a new cantrip now because of the level that you're at. And if you would like to add <laughs> prestidigitation as your new cantrip, we can add that. Yes. Shit your pants. Shit your pants. Shit your pants. Shit your pants. Mm -hmm. Thank you, much. Hayden. <laughs> oh, Hayden. What have you done? Asha, you, I believe, have access to more spells now as well. Yeah. You get one new cantrip. Okay. And you get uh, one new leveled spell of first or second okay. level. Coolio. I'll have to think on which ones. Yeah, no worries. But I also um, I can change them out every day. So yeah, you can change your. So it's not the same. Out. It's not the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can't change cantrips though. No. Yeah. But you can change out your spells. Yeah. But you get you now have an, an additional spell on top of your other spells, and. <laughs> I, for Jazara, am very excited because she finally, finally has access to my literal favorite, most favoritest of all D&D spells. And uh, because she's leveled up. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. My favorite and one of the reasons I picked Ranger for Jazara is just mostly like half of the reason. I picked it is just so I have access to like certain spells mm -hmm. and uh, one of those spells. Oh, she gets her extra attack at this level. She, so Jazara is now fifth level. <clears throat> so she gets two attacks now, uh, but in her first round of combat, uh, she will get three, uh, three attacks instead. So maybe one of them will hit because your girl Jazara, I roll really well for everybody, but Jazara, <laughs> literally everyone, but Jazara rolls just fine. Um, but uh, yeah, she will. She's gonna learn cast without trace because when you cast it, you get a plus ten to stealth rolls. Makes you the stealthiest motherfucker on the. Right. Yeah, it makes you the stealthiest motherfucker on the. So even if I rolled a ten, it's still twenty, and it's it affects like I can affect up to a certain number of people. So I could cast it on the whole party. If you guys wanted to go sneak in somewhere, we could just go sneak in somewhere. Nice. Like if Valkaria wanted to go sneak into a, a building late at night to go rob a bunch of stores, we could just go do that. And make everyone think they shit themselves. When you're not <laughs> shitting yourself anyway. <laughs> They're food poisoning. Mm -hmm. So, but um, yeah, Jazara is uh, her little level five -ness. Woohoo! And uh, so yeah, everybody's leveled up. We, uh, Valkaria and Asha are level four. Jazara is level five. And... Uh, we are going to go from there. And uh, Jazara's max hit points are 39 now for the Mysterious. Um, but yeah, this is where we will end our session. Yay! I hope you guys had fun. The fight was something a little different, a little uh, oozy, I guess. A little oozy, yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little interesting, a little oozy. Um, and uh yeah so it's uh it's been interesting i wanted you guys to finish the fight but not just make that the whole episode so right so run away you, run away Val's like, you, i'm fucking done yeah i'll give you guys a chance to have some uh some some fun some stuff find some stuff too so i know how much you guys like the d100 lists of of all I kinds of shit i love it 
And uh, you still haven't hit on the wild magic table, my favorite one. <laughs> That's so. frightening. It is. And it, it's, I love like just the randomness of what you guys roll, but like I'm trying so hard to make sure we go through it. So, like, when I do release the list, it doesn't take any of you, like, none of them really take you guys by surprise. Like, I don't want you to go, have to go through all of them, but like a, a vast majority of them, yeah. I think. So, um, and I counted them the other day, and like, you guys had only gone through like 20 of them out of 50 oh and like you guys hadn't even hit the halfway mark and i'm like okay i'm glad you guys have a lot of magic this this session so you guys can just use a bunch of it so but uh um but yeah so i hope you guys had a good time uh thank everybody so much for listening um as soon as i'm done with this you guys are going to listen to me drone on about uh, our disclaimers of all the things and the stuff things and the stuff the things and the, and the stuff in all honesty so like i have a page of disclaimers i have to read out for this so but um yeah uh as you guys work on your feet and stuff like that you guys let's just let me know if you have any questions <laughs> about how it works um yes. or any of that fun stuff and uh yeah so thank you guys so so much for listening and for joining our party on another wonderful and wacky D D session and we will see you guys next time We'll Bye. see if, uh, we'll make sure Val does not eat any yellow snow. The yes. wise monk from another dimension imparted <laughs> his gracious wisdom upon you, so. You would be foolish not to listen. Very, very true. Or tempt the uh, knowledge acquired by age and, and try it and see what happens, so. That too. That too. All right, guys. And we'll see you later. Bye. 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 <coughs> Alrighty, guys, I want to just read some quick disclaimers here for you. All of the music from the episode can be found uh, from either tabletopaudio.com, which if you haven't been on there, you should definitely check them out. They're amazing. Uh, or it was made in-house by me and can be found on either Serendipitous Setting on YouTube or on our website, uh, www.sorrynotsorrychee.wixsite.com forward slash tsn sgp which i know that's a lot but like you can go on our instagram and you can find us there and it's it's all linked there because you can find our website on our link tree on instagram along with our etsy store and our um our zazzle store and a bunch of other information from us and you should definitely check out uh, our website for all kinds of fun little bonus content all of our homebrew elements can be found on our website with the exception of our wild magic table which will be released a little later as to avoid any spoilers for my players. Uh, some of the random D100 tables that you hear besides the wild magic table um, can be found from on dndspeak.com. They have quite a few like D100 roll uh, like sheets and stuff like that for like books and like items and like things you find in a graveyard, weird cursed creepy books, things like that. Um, and um, the Sorry Not Sorry generation it has no affiliation with the Wizards of the Coast or Critical Role. We're just using their mechanics and their world, like all D&D campaigns do, to have fun. We also have no affiliation uh, with D&D Speak or with TabletopAudio.com either. Again, just using it to have a little more uh, fun and add a little more chaos and interesting uh, moments to our campaign. The Nameless City itself is an original piece of homebrew by the Sorry Not Sorry Generation, as are all of the... Uh, party themselves, as in Jazara, Valkaria, Asha, and Sir Goosington. 
if you have any questions about our campaign or any of the homebrew elements that you see, uh, please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, or through our website. Uh, as we go, you'll notice I've done a lot of revamping of a lot of subclasses and things like that, especially uh, the shadow sorcerer that Valkaria has is taken a lot of like, I've made a lot of changes to that. And you guys are going to see that as you go through the levels and things like that. And uh, so, yeah, if you guys have any questions about any of that, please feel free to hit us up. Go ahead and like us on our social medias. And uh, you can now, like, leave, like, a rating on Spotify, too. So, like, go check that out and do that. And, uh, yeah, uh, all of our episodes are on Spotify and pretty much anywhere you can find your podcasts, as well as on our website. So go ahead, hit us up, say hi on social media. And um, we hope you guys enjoyed yourself, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns.